This is Ridgetop, and welcome to the 44th episode of the AVP Galaxy podcast. With me today is Corporal Hicks. Hi, guys. Uh, Xenomorphing. Hello. And Omega Morph. Hello. And uh, I'm sure what we're talking about today uh, needs no introduction. The trailer finally landed, and it was very much like the Prometheus trailer, maybe a little bit longer, about two minutes, but uh, pretty much a teaser trailer. Didn't, didn't show too much. But uh, why don't we just give general impressions, starting with, with you, Hicks. What did you think of it? I'm somewhat indifferent to it. Uh, there's bits in it that I really liked. There's bits in it that I didn't really care for, in, in terms of in terms of being a trailer. But yeah, I'm somewhere in the middle. And uh, Xenomorphin, what did you think? Um, it was pretty much... It's more or less in line with what I was expecting from it. Like Hicks, there are bits I like. There are bits I don't like so much but there wasn't anything in it which really made me raise my expectations yeah I'm, I'm kind of on the fence but I, I do wish it would have been more like the one we did have the the first one we had for Prometheus it, it wasn't as good a trailer as that was and how about you Omega Morph <laughs> I, uh, I think I know you weren't quite as, as glowy about it didn't really do anything for me i it seems to be saying that, you know, here's Prometheus Take 2, and this time we haven't forgotten the aliens. Yeah, it just seems like the same film as Prometheus to me. And, you know, the way the trailer is structured, it just reminds me of those, you know, cheap alien knockoffs for, from the 80s and 90s. It looks more like Inseminoid or Scared to Death than it does Alien. Such an exaggeration. Just didn't leave a good impression on me, but you know I might be proven wrong uh, once the film gets released. Yeah, personally, I was a bit mixed about the trailer myself too. I thought it handled some things really well. I love the look of the world. It's very different from Prometheus. It's like a foresty planet, and it's very wet, raining, fog and mist everywhere. So I very much like that look because it's something you know we haven't seen before in the Alien franchise. But I was a little mixed about it, too. I get the impression that, you know, like Omega Morph was saying, that this is, it very much has the vibe of Prometheus all over again, but closer to what we wanted. And maybe that will be a good thing. Who knows? But we'll have to wait and see. Completely agree with you on that, guys. I mean, everything about the film that we've been sort of hearing at this point makes me think that it is essentially Prometheus take two, but this time with aliens. Yeah. I don't. I don't necessarily think that's going to be a bad thing because I did prefer the uh, space scripts. Yeah, I when I saw you know because we've had rumours of this, that, and the other, and we haven't necessarily had hundred percent confirmation of what's definitely going to be in it so far. But um, my my you know you get an an immediate psychological impression from a trailer, whether it's good, bad, or whatever. 
And the, one of the first things I got from this uh, after about like the halfway mark or so was I was thinking, this is Ridley Scott and they're sort of shunting in a lot of what they initially kicked out from the engineer's script. It definitely feels, you know, like Prometheus and Alien had a baby, but they, it definitely feels like they, they thought, right, we've... This stuff we didn't put in from engineers, the space script. Let's have another look at that and see if we can put some of that back in that we we didn't have time for or yeah. we didn't think worked the first time. You know, it's very much like everything that they removed from pre-Prometheus days is back this time again. So, you know, they got rid of the proto-aliens and they're back this time as the neomorphs. You've got, you know, this whole sort of experiment on the alien angle you know, the different variations and that more concrete variations, should I say. Prometheus keeps alikes, doesn't it, that only confuses the matter. But this time, yeah, it's like a more solid run-up to the alien. So it's pretty much like all the bits they stripped from Prometheus, thinking that, you know, what they'd already got in it was interesting. They've thrown back into this new film, and the first trailer very much just sort of goes, hey guys, you didn't like Prometheus because we took Alien out guess what it's here you know it starts the, <laughs> it starts the trailer doing that and it ends the trailer doing that at least that, that's the impression i got you know that could be a good thing for some people could be a bad thing for people uh, personally I, I hated those inclusions in the trailer but i do see what they're aiming for because i think this entire trailer was very much just sort of aimed at the guys and girls that they think hated prometheus because it was stripped of alien i think that's that's pretty much what this trailer is well, I couldn't help but think of the Spaith script when I saw this trailer. There were there yeah. were a lot more similarities. It, I mean, it looks like David is, is going to be a more sinister character in this one than he was in Prometheus. Mm-hmm. But I definitely like the look. It's it's very much a darker look. This The spacecraft feels a bit more grounded than the Prometheus did. It's very traditional um, look, the, you know, I Mm. Yeah, the Prometheus was was very sleek, and this is more utilitarian, I would say. Not quite yeah. retro sci-fi like Alien Isolation gave us. I don't think Ridley can bring himself to go that far. Mm. Um, even though it, it kind of doesn't make sense within the continuity, it's just, you know, you can't have things looking too old, I guess, if, you, if it's going to take place more than 100 years in the future. Or I guess it's less than 100 years in the future. Just barely. It looks intriguing. It definitely looks like it's going to be much more of a horror film. The only thing I, I'm really concerned about is how they handle some of the things that have been alluded to. You know, people mocked the belly bursters in, in AVPR, but now we have a back burster. You know, how's that mm. going to happen? And now people are going to be infected by airborne spores, which we've never seen before. Like the beauty in the Alien franchise has always been the kind of simplicity of it. And it feels like just like prometheus it's it's getting a bit too complicated and and convoluted well i i mean some of the things we saw again there are definite callbacks to the the space script like that scene where i mean you do notice david david is in the background when the uh, the guy is like looking over the egg and that definitely made me think i know a few others did think as well of the part in the engineer's script where David had got one of the characters and he was literally slowly pushing a face hugger onto her. That made me definitely think that might have been inspired from that. Um, but on the other hand, we have these these other things like, um, as you said, I mean, you've got the backburster 
just the way it was portrayed here, it makes me worry because I think a lot of the trouble with this is that we're seeing a lot of callbacks and emulation to what's gone before, but it needs to, if it's going to go back over old ground, um, the worry is it's going to be retread and not just like let it be its own thing, have its own identity. Uh, um, you've got um, like the backburster. Is it just, you know, playing around with the old chestburster trope, but making it come out a different way just for the sake of it? Or is it going to, is there going to be a legitimate thing there that actually there's a twist there that makes sense within the story or is it just they're putting a slight they're they're making little incisions around the edges of certain things and concepts just to say hey we changed it a bit but here's the same and you've got again you've got right in the beginning you have these guys go down and drop shit to the planet's surface okay they they've clearly thought well the air is breathable but one of my first thoughts when i saw this was Ridley Scott, what is your fucking problem with protective suits? Um, just because you have an, an atmosphere which is breathable, there's going to be bacteria, there could be parasites, there could be anything anywhere in the atmosphere. These people are going to have suits on them. Yeah, and yeah, a lot these of things that you know, the spores. I mean, that's it makes me feel it's a little bit too Prometheus, it's a little bit too this thing and the other. And the other. Can't they be a bit more inventive? That that was a big observation that I've I've seen kind of all over the place online as they've been going. What is the deal with astronauts not wearing helmets yeah. <laughs> since Prometheus? Because yeah, I mean you you might be able to detect that the atmosphere is breathable, but you have no idea what kind of pathogens are going to be on the surface. No. It's a completely uh, extraterrestrial environment, you know, and might look familiar, but no one knows what kind of biological life is there, and hence they get infected by a pathogen. And so just judging by the trailer. So I'm, I'm hoping there's some sort of explanation because that was one thing that I, I really took issue with was Prometheus. You had all these smart scientist astronauts making very nonsensical decisions that, that you would think smart people wouldn't make in a situation like that. Um, so I'm hoping this, this doesn't follow the same, the same route as that. There was something interesting about the, um, the intro scene. There was a production shot release you see two women one is is begging to be let out and then the other is in the hallway saying she can't mm. to you know quarantine the ship or whatever yeah but you see in one of the the production stills that they were both in the room with him so i'm kind of curious as to like how that's going to play out you know is she just going to run close the door leave her for dead like what how is that and then run back to check on her like <laughs> How is that going to happen? So well, that's that's the problem with trying to judge everything from the trailers. Obviously, we've been talking beforehand about this ridge top. I think this is probably your biggest bee in the bonnet with the trailer, and probably the film at large as it stands is you know helmet issue. How do we know that it's not addressed within the film? Yeah, and we don't. Yeah, that, that's that's the worry. Is it addressed, or is it indicative of that being one of the biggest problems with Prometheus, and it being a big sign that? Ridley Scott hasn't bothered to listen to mm. any of the criticism. Well, um, my hope is that it is addressed, but if it's mm. not, that's one of those little worries. Well, considering that this film essentially feels like a, a a third reply in a thread started by Prometheus, and this is a reply to all the complaints, you know that that was a big thing in in Prometheus, wasn't it? Everybody um, pissed off about the whole helmet thing. So with with all this other sort of compensation. And apparent listening to the fans, I'd like to think that this one didn't, you know, skip through, um, skip through the filters. 
I mean, I, again, I said this to you when we were chatting earlier, Rich, that, you know, there's got to be some facilities for sort of scanning atmospheres because they can't all be terraformed. There's got to be some decent planets out there. And these colonists can't just fucking run around on the daily, <laughs> on the daily lives just wearing, you know, spacesuits. Right. There's got to be some facility to test pathogens. It's very much how it'll be handled. I, I, I don't think you can just have them walk out of the ship without helmets and expect audiences to just buy that without some sort mm. of explanation. Yeah. So hopefully that will be addressed. Sh- should we break down the trailer then? Should we, should we go down that route and just talk about each thing as they come on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Start with the scary scene. I was surprised this was in the trailer, I'll be honest, because, I mean, anybody who's been following the film, you know, they know, they know about this. I mean, we, we broke the news of the Neomorph stuff uh, back in October, and pretty much this whole trailer validates, you know, a good part of that, a good part of that scoop. But it's also a major part of, of the film. I think this scene is intended to be the one that Ridley kept talking about, you know, where he was going to one-up the, um, one-up the chess burster. And pretty much all the, the, this was the full scene, well, maybe not even the full, but a, a larger, longer version of this scene was what was shown at the Showcase 2017 event. You know, the one back at the start of December when they showcased a load of footage from Fox's t- um, 2017 slate. And everybody, all the press were talking about this scene and how fucking intense it was and how amazing it was and blah, 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 blah. And... It feels very much like it's going to be a tentpole scene for the film, I think. At least that's what's intended. And for it to be the first thing they show in the trailer, the first actual real footage we get of the film, I think it was a little surprising and a little bit... It's it's one of the things I don't actually like in the trailer, that they started with this. You know, It's very much a tip of the hand kind of thing. Here's, here's what we've got, here's our ace. It's our ace of clubs. We might have an ace of spades to show you at the end of the trailer as well. That kind of thing. Well, it's just a general problem with trailers these days that they show too much. They show too many key scenes of a movie. But in general, I think the trailer was really, really good for... I say in general, you know, there's three parts that piss me off about the trailer um, in terms of showing <laughs> showing things off. But in general, I, I think they did really well to sort... Maybe four, actually, make that four plus the explosion. Um, but in general, they, they, I think they restrained themselves pretty well because... As I understand it, all the footage in this trailer, apart from maybe a couple of seconds, is all from the first hour of the film. So hmm. they're not, you know, they're not showing final act stuff. They're not showing big chap getting killed, stuff like that. I didn't know that. Mm. No, it's it's in our breakdown. You know, I, I mentioned it at the start of our breakdown article, just so people were aware, because it's honestly one of the things that I really do actually like about the trailer. Well, I'm just wondering with the whole backburster thing, like where is the embryo going to be nested? Like, is it going to be around his his you know nervous system and his spine, or well, it, it just seems like a less logical I place guess. to be? From the sounds of it, the whole infection is related to the accelerant, the black goo, mm. whatever. So perhaps it's plot, not plot device. Yeah, yeah, magic plot device in a container. <laughs> <laughs> it it might not necessarily be like the alien where it, the, spore, the spores aren't laying an egg like the face no that are. was yeah that that was my my feeling when i saw it and it looks like i thought myself that's not something that's breaking his spine that looks like his actual spine is ripping out of him so it could be that it's part with with mm. and they are talking about infection as opposed to implantation so it might be part of his 
their body is actually mutating and ripping off, which for those of us who've seen the Wishmaster <laughs> with the skeleton ripping out of the guy, it might be a little bit like that. But yeah, I, I, I thought similar. I thought it's not the most logical place for a thing to rip out of, but it could be that it's part of him that's coming out. Who knows? And hopefully that'll get addressed in the film. Hopefully. Because I think... I think the Neomorphs will take up a, a big portion of the, the early film. So, what about... I, I didn't ask, to be honest. Um, what about you, Omega Morph? Did you think... Um, you know, if there's one thing I liked in this trailer were, you know, the interiors that were shown to us because, you know, they maintain this very slick, very, um, very sci-fi, futuristic look that, you know, characterizes... Um, Scott's, um, you know, latest outings in the genre. So it it's really it's really good looking. And you know, seeing the the guy, you know, having his back splitting, naturally reminded me of the recent, you know, ADI movie, you know, Harbinger Down. Hmm. And it's kind of similar concept in the, in just doesn't really work for me, but mm, maybe it, it you know it looked better in the movie. But mm. as I said, I really like the interiors because you know they contribute a lot to you know the atmosphere and vibe of the movie. So there's that. Did anybody notice Carmen Ajogo's t-shirt in in the scene where she's back in a, the clip where she's back in a way holding the knife up? Oh, the the Egyptian wings logo. Yeah, the Horus wings logo. Yeah, I'm glad they're bringing that back as as the logo from the first film because mm. that's just really cool to see. Mm. It's a nice yeah, bit of continuity. We only saw well. it in that movie. Yeah, yeah. But I I agree with Omega Morph. I think the interior of the ship has a very unique look. I'm, I love the inside look of the Covenant. It's very utilitarian, very futury, but still kind of grounded mm. in yeah. reality. I think. But I, I'm not so sure about the exterior. This is kind of jumping ahead a bit, but the exterior look of the Covenant as we see it flying over the planet, it's just a very elongated, typical sci-fi ship. You know, the Prometheus had a great design that, that they did with that spacecraft. And, and really all the spacecrafts in the Alien films, uh, even the Auriga, uh, had a very interesting look. They each had their own identity. And granted, we haven't seen enough of the Covenant, uh, the exterior of the Covenant, to really make that judgment yet. But it did very much just look like a long sci-fi ship that you would see in some NASA article, you know. So the thing is, I'm pretty sure that was actually designed by the same guys who worked on Prometheus anyway. Yeah, the Covenant design, you know, this stretched out, you know, elongated look, like reminds me of the discovery one from 2001 and you know there are some people that you know think that you know the shape of the discovery one was meant to you know metaphorically represent some sort of seeding some sort of you know and perhaps they're going for something similar here you know like reseeding this planet with life and yeah it is a colony ship that's an interesting thought exactly it's a colony ship with a, 
you know, many people sleeping inside. So maybe they were going for something similar. You know, this ship symbolizing some sort of seeds that goes into, you know, planets and, you know, seeding them with new life. But, I mean, who, who knows? We haven't seen enough of it, and it's only from a specific angle. What I'm thinking is it looks like it's there's a tug ship, kind of like the Nostromo was towing a refinery. It looks like mm. um, a smaller ship is at the front towing the whole elongated rest of the ship, you know? Mm. Even though you see this big engine cluster on the back, um, it could be another, I don't know, tow ship or something like that. There's definitely a drop ship that detaches that we also see later. Yeah, I, I was trying to look for where that is mounted. I, mean, I couldn't see it, so it might be that that's after they've separated. But yeah, I mean, I, I was trying to see on it because I, I knew it's meant to be a colony ship. And I was trying to figure out, well, OK, it's meant to be, you know, it, it's clearly long and elongated. Where are all the... The things you need to get it, it looks like it should be bulkier to my mind if, if it's for the express purpose of shipping lots and lots and lots of people plus all the stuff they'd need to actually all the infrastructure and such they'd actually need to set up a, a colony in the first place because this is meant to essentially be a more primitive version of the same ship which would have set up hadley's hope yeah, yeah. And you see the kind of prefab structures and such that they they would have needed to put down. And before that, they would have needed to put down, you know, the, the atmosphere processor. I would have expected to see a lot more in the way of, you know, stuff physically mounted on the ship, which then detaches, which would maybe unfold origami style once they're on ground or something. But something to indicate a lot of actual stuff to create buildings with because otherwise well, all they're doing is they're carrying a lot of people and they've got a shuttle and that's it there's no means to you know create a living somewhere i think there's an explanation for that and this again this might go into spoiler territory but from what i've heard they weren't originally going to this planet this planet is a detour so they may have been going to another planet where the the basics of a colony have already been set up oh, and this is joining right, okay. that colony so that, that would make sense. There's also, we don't really know the scale of the ship yet. I mean, if, if you look at this picture, there's what looks like segments um, that could quite easily just be, you know, detachable segments, but we can't see how large they are, so we don't know what exactly is in them. And, you know, it's, it's a pretty standard sci-fi trope of colony ships being used to create the actual infrastructure of the colonies, like you said. Um, and you'd kind of I suppose if you're reusing the ship as well, you'd also want them to be simplistic patterns, simplistic designs. You don't want to be dismantling complicated, um, you know, ship designs, do you? You just want something nice and easy. And if all you're doing is literally tugging a fuck ton of supplies inside a massive cargo bay and a bunch of frozen dudes and girls, it doesn't need to be some crazy weird design. It doesn't need to be the, the ship from passengers. Um, which is, is a crazy design if you haven't seen that yet. Um, so yeah, I, I don't I don't have a, a real problem with with the um, with the covenant as it stands. I mean, it didn't. Well, need... we don't see much of it, so yeah. there's not much really to say. <laughs> and we see one shot and then the dropship. Yeah, of the exterior. Yes. Yeah. Of the exterior. But we did skip over the um, the next scene in the trailer when when the song starts the the David Bowie cover of uh, Nature Boy, 
which uh, kind of a mixed reception on that. I thought it was pretty appropriate, uh, but only because of, you know, David's role in the film. Mm. And well, the lyrics worked. Yeah. yeah. I, it's a Nate King Cole song, which was... Nat. Nat King Cole song, which was covered yeah. by David Bowie. And the cover version, the cover used in this trailer is by a lady called Aurora. So, you know, nice, nice little fucking thing there. But yeah, I completely agree with you guys in that it, it was a, it was a cool song and it is so a song about David. You know, all the lyrics in it are pretty much just about David. But I think for how much David's actually shown in the trailer, it wasn't an appropriate yeah. <laughs> song for the first, first time yeah, around. That's what I, thought. I also thought it was a little too on the nose lullaby like oh. i i think they should have made it a little more a little creepier like the um twinkle twinkle little star on the advert for the dead space computer that's a little cliche yeah, but it what it really set up an atmosphere I, i'm not saying make it just like that but in this it felt a little bit it felt a little too dreamlike where they're trying to like sell it as a nightmare so i, I think the on, on you know it definitely worked within the um within the trailer i liked how like for instance just before the the song kicks in you do have that very hurried moment which I actually reminded me of Alien 3, where Ripley, you know, she comes into the canteen and says, it's here. And you've got that very similar kind of thing that happened just before that. But um, I, it felt a little too dreamlike and lullaby-like. I, I think they, they should have not messed around with it a little more. Or tailored the imagery to suit it better. Well, maybe, but I, I, just, I just think they... they the the tempo of the song felt a little too graceful and slow. It's, I, I, I think they should have um, messed around with it a little more. Now, we're pretty sure that this is the opening scene of the movie, and it, it's a very intriguing premise, you know, D David's first conversation with, with his creator. Like, what are we going to see there? You know, that's something to think about. I'm, I'm guessing that's just a window, and this is like a retreat that wayland has rather than a screen at first i thought it was just a screen kind of like you see in the prometheus that just has these different backdrops but i think this is meant to be like kind of a, a retreat kind of akin to uh ex machina mm. something like that yeah mm, yeah <laughs> i'm sure it isn't but does anybody think that the you know the, the landscape out there looks suspiciously like milford sound obviously where they film like Milford Sound, where they where they filmed like all the exterior stuff for Covenant. There's um... no, I my first thought was the flyover shots of Prometheus at, at the beginning. Was mm. it kind of looks like Iceland. that? Because they they fly over the the lake and it looks similar. To yeah, that. I think it looks a bit more lush and green than Iceland. I mean, it there looks are, a little like, green. Are, yeah, there but... are snow capped mountains in the background. You can see. I'd be curious to find out where that actually is. I don't I don't think it is Milford Sound. It just sort of looked a lot like the uh, the mountain where they filmed at the foot of. But I'd be curious to find out where that actually is. Maybe David Honestly, talks about I, I think, I, personally, I think that's a scream because it just, it reminded me too much of A, you know, the thing in Prometheus, as you say, with Vicar's room. But B, it also reminded me a lot of the um, 
the part in Aliens with the deleted scene where Ripley, she's just like in that room and she's just got that rainforest and she's, you know, it clicks off. It reminded me, just the way it's shot reminded me too much of those scenes for me to think, oh, it's an actual place. Also, Wayland is the kind of guy who, you know, to me, he's the kind of guy where that could actually be a space station and he's just, mm. you know, that's... that's right, Wayland's oil. That's his... Or, or it's it's the place on Mars because he, that... You remember in Prometheus where it's like he's got his old Wayland HQ on Mars, so it could be there. Mm. That's that point. Um, one, one thought that I had was regarding the piano. Um, when Prometheus ends and goes to the credits, we hear this piano. And when I first saw that, I was like, mm. that's out of place and weird. Like, why would they do that? But it, it's interesting how maybe this movie will open up with David playing the piano. Jazz. I don't know if that was intentional or, you know, just a coincidence, but it was kind of interesting how Prometheus just ended there. And now what could potentially be the opening scene of this movie has a piano in it. Mm. I can't say I never really considered that at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was just a, it just a thought. I I remembered like, oh, Prometheus kind of closed on on that little piano melody. Mm. Like maybe yeah. he'll be playing the same song. Who knows? I don't know. But was there a piano in Vicar's room? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So maybe that figure. A lot of people have been assuming it's Wayland. Maybe that figure is actually Vickers. Who knows? It, it is Wayland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't it, think Charlize Theron is confirmed for this film well, at all. You know, we, we never know. It might be a surprise cameo. Well, even more surprised than Wayland and um, Guy Pearce and James Franco. Yeah, who knows? Because all we've seen is the back of someone mm. in Silhouette. So. I, I'm, ju I'm just saying, it's, it's interesting that there was a piano in Vicar's room, and here we're also mm. seeing a piano. So Much more futuristic-looking piano in that one. In, in one of the production stills, there's one of them of David sat at that piano, actually, so you can see what kind it is, uh, for those uh, audiophiles out there who, who would care. And for those who might want a bit more info about that, that scene we, we talk about in our announcement of Guy Pearce being in the film. So, you know, if, if you're yeah. interested, it goes into a fair bit of detail about how he um, explains Richard Wagner's entrance of the gods into Valhalla. Oh, yeah, 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 I remember now, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, that that's pretty much that scene, uh, we're certain of that. What do you think of Waylon being back? Yeah, I mean, it'll be good to, to see Guy Pierce playing that role without the heavy makeup on in the film, because, all I mean, we saw him in the viral marketing, but that was it. We never saw him as as his younger self in Prometheus, which I think that would have been a crucial scene, the, mm. this, the deleted scene in Prometheus where he's visiting him in his dream, and it's like, you know, the prime of his life essentially i think that scene would have would have helped prometheus a lot so i'm hoping seeing him at this kind of stage in his life will help us understand more about Wayland's character and it was it was so totally underused in prometheus wasn't it i mean in in the it was probably at his best in that viral footage that ted talk is still amazing yeah especially yeah, the extended yeah. cut so assuming he's kind of you know he's portraying him like that I'll be happy to see him, even if it is, uh, even if it is just for a short, short, brief scene. I'll be very happy with that. Well, yeah, I mean, thematically, it makes sense because he's the character who can bridge the Davids. Because you know, there are there's a David in this one, and there's the David who we saw from last time, and Wayland. You know, Vickers is dead. If you have a flashback with Wayland, he is the the character who it makes sense to bridge them with. Mm even if it's only indirectly. And yeah. we, I mean, we don't know if this David, I mean, he's got brunette hair, but 
Past could the original. this David we're seeing here, yeah, is he the original? Yeah, he's, or he's, he's the original. Or... Yeah, he's, he's the original David. Yeah. Um, and of course, Walter is, is the new David at some point later. So the, the next scene we've kind of already talked about was a brief shot of the ship flying over the planet, yes. which you're, you're guessing is the, the paradise mm. planet, uh, potentially the engineer's homeworld. This is kind of alluded to by some of the leaked shots that they see of the engineers in battle with another alien race in this big uh, square type structure, I think. Yeah. Um, well, they kind of like turned to stone or something. We don't know what's happened. To them. Right. That was another interesting aspect. They're just all frozen there in battle. So, which I thought was interesting because it made me think back to the old biblical legends about angels turning people into pillars of salt and all. It, it could be an inference to though that kind of um, you know mythology, which would be interesting if they delved a little more into that. Well. Um, that's another thing I'm really wary of is the religious undertones of Prometheus being, you know, put into overdrive in this one. Someone discovered on that um, mother website, the Alien Universe website, where you can kind of type mm. in queries to the mother computer system. They typed in, I can't remember what they typed in, but it got 620 CE, so 620 Common Era, which there were some uh, people looked that up and there were some significant religious events surrounding oh. Muhammad during that time. Right. So I'm like, oh, great, you know, Jesus was an engineer, and I'm glad that was cut, but it was still kind of alluded to, like, are we going to start going into is Islamic ancient alien stuff now? Like, so. Well, if, if you're going to use the engineers for anything, it, you know, you've got to go into the mythological stuff. You, you don't have to go into, you know, religious stuff, but there is some interesting things you could allude to if you're going to use them for anything then you can make it ominous and mysterious without going it too full on the nose i think i think the religious stuff's going to be pretty consistent throughout the prequels because at least from my perspective it looks like the prequels are going to be pretty much be about creation it's going to revolve around yeah. prometheus revolved around mankind's creators yeah. um, with some sort of subtext about mankind being creators i say subtext it was pretty obvious but and then yeah. we get into Covenant, and from what Scott said, you know, this is going to somehow, and all the other prequels is going to sort of revolve much to Xenomorph into, you know, annoyance, going to revolve around <laughs> the creation in yeah. some fashion or another. We still don't know for sure of, of the aliens as we know them. So, yeah, well, I mean, that, that gives me hope, because there, there's a certain way of going out about it, and if, and there are other ways which, uh, you know, they're more relaxed about. I would prefer if they were shown just to evolve naturally. And some of the rumours I'm hearing about, maybe there is a natural strain of alien which will be seen in here, could let it cover both ways of doing it. Um, in terms of the mythology, though, I think as long as they do it like... Like one of the things, although we're talking about an, you know, an alien film here, one of the things that everybody remembers about the original Predator film was that that part where there wasn't any action, but Anna was talking to Dutch and she was doing that whole little little miniature story about you know the demons who make trophies of men, and it's not as I say, it's not on the nose, but it's it's ominous as fuck, and if they do it like that way, that um, they just hint do strong hints around it without delving too much into it like and the, as you say in the, 
the part they cut from Prometheus was Jesus was an engineer and they came here and they wanted to destroy us because we crucified him. That's too on the nose. But if they do it like, you know, the demons who made trophies out of men, that kind of way of going about it, I could see that that scene, that leaked photo we've seen of the the engineers. And I think Hicks, you'd thought one or two of them might have looked female as well. I think that that could be an interesting way of, of going about it. Well, you don't you don't want to do it too on the nose, but you also don't no. want to do it too mysteriously, like Prometheus did it, and that was one of the main problems with Prometheus. And I think Ridley addressed that recently, saying, "Yeah, some of the questions people had with Prometheus are are going to be answered with this." So yes, they they shouldn't explain everything depending on the scope of of the situation they're going to be in here, but they can't leave the audience in the dark, and they can't just leave everything up to ambiguity and and being hinty about things you know we have to mm -hmm. things have to have sense we need an explanation for the things that are happening mm -hmm. yeah couldn't agree with you more they're going to answer questions to... with more questions no we don't <laughs> want that we don't want that no. <laughs> <laughs> the next scene we see walter and daniels having what looks to be some friendly small talk in the maintenance bay of the covenant i believe you see the big tractors there walter's in and a pretty it's all in darkness too yeah it is it is dark in there i mean they've, they've got flashlights which implies the power's gone out or something well so they do keep spaceships dark in the alien franchise <laughs> they do <laughs> but let them aliens move around the scene there's, there's not really a lot to that scene is there i mean it just sort of implies that there's well, something you know a bit of friendliness going on between yeah them. it implies yeah, it does. I mean, to me, actually, I did take something from that. To me, that implied that it, it seems like it's regular commonplace to have synthetics along with the crew, which kind of like it backs up that thing on in Aliens where they that's how the, the Sulaco crew are, are acting. But you always got the impression there that it was like it, it started to be commonplace after the Nostromo's time, whereas this, it, it infers it's, it's commonplace before the Nostromo's time. It might but, just um, depend on the context of the mission. I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. um, Alien, they didn't know that Ash was a synthetic, which I think was more of a surprise. And at the end of the day, why the fuck are they going to want to send however much this guy costs um, along on what is, you know, ostensibly a simple... Yeah, you know, truck mission. No, no, but I mean, here it, it implies that this is like the same reason Bishop was along with the Marines. He's, he's there for right. whatever, you know, synthetics are better, more suited, able to do. Yeah. But it implies like, you know, there's a camaraderie there that she she's treating him as like, you know, a member of the crew who she trusts. It implies mm -hmm. there is definite trust there. There's a pre-existing relationship as yeah, opposed to yeah. in Prometheus where they were like, oh, who? yeah, yes. I, I'm a synthetic. David, My name yeah. is David, blah, blah, blah. Whereas here, then, it, you know, they already know one another. And it's a yeah, nice it looks... contrast as well. Yeah, you, I like that contrast. Straight away, you've got David who fucking hates everybody anyway from everybody that's picked yeah. for him. <laughs> and, and you have Walter who's, you know... Being helpful. Yeah, and, and, and mates with, um, you know, the main character. Yeah. Whereas in in the in Prometheus, you know, you've got David just coming out with weird bullshit. Like, doesn't everybody want to kill their parents? And you think, what? <laughs> 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 Yeah, it's it looks like he's escorting her there to the maintenance bay to, to do some work or something. Yeah. It looks like this will be like the friendlier version of that scene in Alien Resurrection where yeah, they're on their I way. If... 
And Sam, I wonder if Fassbender this time has looked more at uh, Lance Henriksen's performance as um, he's going to put some Bishop into Walter's um, portrayal. Potentially. And speaking about Aliens, the next scene, uh, which you cleverly titled Express Elevator to Paradise Going Down, (laughs) uh, looks very reminiscent of the the dropship descent on LV-426 and Aliens. Uh, You know, rough air ahead, we're in for some chop. So... But it also once once they get past the clouds, it's it's more reminiscent of, of Prometheus, where you had the flyover shots of, mm. of Prometheus from from LV two twenty three. And it looks so much prettier. Can, can it we, does. Can and we it, take a moment to talk about that actually? Because I appreciate the change of scenery so much in this film. I mean, we had fucking strange rocks in Alien. We had strange rocks in Aliens. We had bleak fucking lights everywhere and semi-darkness all the time in Alien 3. It's always desolation. Yeah, and you know, even in, obviously, in in Prometheus, it was just a dead world. I appreciate this change of scenery so much because, you know, it was was starting to become a trope. It was was starting to become a desolate world with fuck all on it. I mean, obviously, we're not going to get everything I would have liked to have seen out of a jungle world because I would still love to see a hived-up jungle. But you know, just mm. just that basic, just that basic seeing the jungle, seeing the green, seeing the the water and, and the mountains, I appreciate that so much already. I'm I'm happy with that change of setting. You know, yeah. it, it's it's a fresh setting. I I love the look of the planet. It's it's very foresty, mountainous, rainy, and foggy. It's something we haven't seen before in in the Alien franchise. And the environment of the film is one of the most intriguing aspects of the trailer. I do like that bit where you see the dropship flying like right over that lake through the gap in the mountains. It kind of reminded me of those, you know, wingsuit, squirrel suit, extreme sports guys that that do that, you know, fly mm. down the mountains in the, in the squirrel suit right through the those gaps. Mm. Is it just me or or does any any of the rest of you think the dropship looks like a hovercraft? It reminds me of something from that old British um, sci-fi show, 99? Oh, Space 99. Space 99, 99 yeah. yeah. Don't you think it looks like those cockpit eagle landers? The cockpit yeah, does a, a little bit, similar. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the whole thing with those those two things on the back, it really looks like a hovercraft to me. <laughs> well, what I'm wondering is maybe those two things on the back are arms to dock it Ooh, to yes. the, yeah. the Covenant, potentially. Uh, they they honestly look static, and there's uh, two circular things on the back, which to me, I'm guessing they're just thrusters. Hmm. Yeah, it's they could be like engines. Mm. Yeah, they could be boats, like on the Prometheus. The Prometheus thrusters oh, became both, its landing yeah. legs. Yeah, sure, sure. It looks like the ones on the side might do that, but mm. the um, the ones on the rear, they don't look articulate. They might swivel, but aside from that, they look they just look bolted on. But, I mean, we we do see a couple other characters in, in this bit of the trailer. We see a glimpse of Danny McBride kind of tipping his hat. So I, th- I think I was kind of alluding that you'll you'll still see some comedic elements to, to his performance. Um, but he does look like he's he's really taking this performance mm-hmm. seriously. And, you know, mm-hmm. when Especially he's a fan, yeah, he's going to be in, in serious mode there. But I think I think he's going to nail this role for sure. <laughs> And they're all happy and smiling yeah. on their way to death. This this <laughs> whole, at least just from what we see of the trailer, you know, it looks sort of very reminiscent of the alien and alien style banter that we get, doesn't it? I mean, obviously we don't hear it, but everybody's fucking... You've got Damien 
Demian Bichir looking at some guy next to him giggling because he's fucking he's not very happy with oh. the um, no he's not very happy with the drop is he so <laughs> I, th- I think that's oh, I think that's setting up a bit of hopefully it's not too on the nose yeah uh, you know not too many nods yeah which I, I you know I, I don't mind it if it's not ridiculous because if there's one thing I hate it's obvious callbacks and obvious um, you know yeah. reuses of, of earlier elements which to be honest I don't think it's going to be a, a big problem you know Prometheus Prometheus wasn't you know it wasn't like that was it you know there was no no uh, you know, shoehorned in references, I guess. Yeah. And we we do see the control panel of the drop, yeah. stuff, which looks a bit a bit more grounded than Prometheus. You know, I haven't seen any yeah. holograms in this one or mm. anything like that, but still way more advanced than anything we had seen in the Alien films. Yeah. The one problem I was going to say, in terms of the actual ship design, the one problem I do have with this is it's obviously just a conventional shuttle because when they're all coming out the door, there's clearly no airlock whatsoever. So they were clearly planning to go down there right from the start, no breathing protective gear whatsoever. That They're just piling out no airlock, no quarantine. Well, they might have done a, a scan from orbit or something, I don't know. But, but even so, the ship should be designed with an airlock in mind. It's like somebody um, else said earlier about the rumours that this, is, this isn't the planet they were supposed to go to. So, yeah. in perhaps, you know, the terror, if they're going from scratch, perhaps the terraforming process, you know, is cleansing, I guess, of well, the air. Well, kind of, but, but you'd think it would be, you know, a you know a shuttle not specifically designed for that one single mission but a shuttle which is used for, you know to go from space to the ground in all kinds of environments you well think i it mean would have an airlock the potentially the the cockpit could just be its own sealed off area and they would already be in spacesuits if it was going to be a drop like that mm, possibly yeah i i did quite like the um about the whole design um of the you know the controls and everything i, I do like these you know Yes, Prometheus was way too shiny, but you know I, yeah, love, I agree. I love seeing all the uh, the flip toggles and the buttons and stuff. You know, even if even if some of the screens are you know they're not chunky CRTs anymore, are they? And I don't think they're ever going to go back. Ridley, anyway, I don't think he's ever going to go back to that aesthetic. No, well, but this what you see here, this to me, that's the perfect balance. It looks like it would fit in with the like the kind of technology you have in the dropship, but it looks plausible it looks like this is technology we would actually use if it we looks like NASA went tech. off to another world yeah it looks realistic but it doesn't look hyper futuristic yeah, for the yeah. sake of being hyper futuristic yeah well, it looks it's, practical it's it's kind of like the the jurassic park argument right a little tangent here but um there was a big debate in jurassic world on whether or not they should update the dinosaurs so they're scientifically accurate um as opposed to keeping them in line with the continuity. And we have a similar argument with the technology in Alien. And I guess you kind of had it with the Star Wars prequels too. It was like, okay, there was a vision of the future that we had in the late 70s, early 80s. But now, based on our technology currently, our vision of the future is different. So do we keep it in line with the Alien continuity? Or do we make it more reflective of how we think the future would look? I, I, I feel like you should be faithful to the image of a franchise that you're playing in. Yeah. Um... I mean, well, they could do a good middle ground. Yeah, which this, which, this is a middle is. ground. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And you yeah. made a good point with that. But, I mean, 
the argument to that would be like alien isolation where there was like no we want to make this as authentic as possible the exact same aesthetics they had in alien whereas this you know there's no denying it technology looks more advanced than we saw in alien and in aliens and that's that's a design choice and it doesn't work with the continuity and we just have to you know deal with it but but not but not overly so i mean to me this looks like it could fit in with the world of the nostromo and that is just the nostromo is a different ship the um the displays i mean the the actual displays what you see actually being projected on the computer is clearly more slick but it's still it's not like using photorealistic thing they're using like wireframe and all the rest of it the actual color palette even is nice I think there might be one or two bits where there's too many glowing lit up LEDs around the place. But aside from that, this does look like, say, this might have been a ship where maybe Lambert was training or something or Parker took his first exam practicals on or something. This to me, it it feels like those characters that inhabit the other films could have, they would have been familiar with these kind of cockpits and stuff. Mm. I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. But I mean, is does everybody like the look of the technology that it's more subdued than Prometheus, but at the same time it's a bit more advanced than we saw in the other films? I I dig it. I think it works. Yeah. Um. I I can just see some fans maybe being irked by it. Was was the only mm. point I was trying to make. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I mean, ever since that first picture of um, McBride and and Ridley Scott on on the set, I I thought it looked good. I mean. It's as simple as just being all them flip switches on there that make me happy. You know, they're being tactile, things that they're going to have to get up and push and turn around and stuff like that. That made me happy. It made me feel more in, in line with what we've seen in Prometheus. Uh, not Prometheus, what sorry, was, in Alien. Yeah, also, I mean, people do forget. It, it seemed like Ridley Scott himself forgot, but one of the hallmarks of what made Alien so realistic so realistic to the point that when you know Cameron came to do his follow-up he tried to copy it as much as possible was he deliberately emulated the Star Wars look in so far as he wanted it to make everything look beaten up used it looked like something people had been using regularly and before that it was very Flash Gordon Star Trek stuff this has a similar it doesn't look beaten up but this had that similar kind of feel whereas Prometheus there was something a little bit fantasy feel about it because it didn't look lived in this looks lived in so this may this is part of what makes but it seemed like ridley scott when he did prometheus he forgot that was a calling card of the franchise things look lived in and mean even in you know alien 3 has its detractors but you can't deny alien 3 definitely looked lived in um even the resurrection resurrection, that looked lived in Prometheus didn't look lived in. The fact that Prometheus was so immaculate made sense because it was like the prize ship of a billionaire yeah. industrialist. Yeah. It, this, this but there was that kind of psychological... There's a psycho... Definitely in the mind of the viewer, there was a kind of psychological slight disconnect. It, it didn't... It felt more Star Trek than Alien. Mm. Yes. I think it was just... This, I, it was just the holograms, I think. If they'd have removed the holograms, I think That's, that... Yeah. That, that would have fitted right in the continuity if they'd have removed so because they even had little guys on little you know handheld devices using holograms but um just the the in terms of just the architecture and like the seating and stuff once you have that feel of it 
you think, yeah, that's an alien film. So the next scene, we have a character which looks like uh, the captain or acting captain um, stepping on some, you know, some organism that is releasing spores (laughs) into the air. And then we get a, a, a cool little depth of field transition of what looks like him being infected by one of the spores in the air. Um, some people have made a comparison to something like cordyceps that you see in a game like The Last of Us. But what I'm guessing is somehow the the local ecological system has been tampered with or infected by the the black goo from Prometheus. And this is one of those those organisms. Mm. Um, but again, that's that's a big point of concern. Like, is the black goo just going to turn every little piece of life into some horrifying organism and that's its purpose? Like, I think there needs to be some explanation here as as to how this happened, what's going yeah. on, that sort of thing. There's, on, on our interview with uh, Wayne Hag, who, who was the concept artist, the visual concept artist for Alien Covenant, he had a nice little theory at the end, which I quite like, and that's that this, um, this accelerant, this black goo, is some sort of like ancient template that creates alien-like life forms, or a corrupted version of it, or something to do with it being a template for alien-like stuff. And, you know, it keeps being corrupted um, or tampered with or whatever, and it keeps creating these crazy variations of it. And he, you know, he sort of postulated that the engineers stole this from somebody else. Ah, Again, I, I like, you know, there's this whole fan theory of the engineers are merely emulating the space jockeys. Obviously, not, that's not the intent with Prometheus. As far as Prometheus is concerned, the engineers are the space jockeys. But, you know, is, is you know, retcon stuff once it won't surprise me if Ridley retconned it again. But I, I, I really like this theory that, you know, the engineers stole this black goo from the space jockeys and this black goo is, you know, their yes, original so... blueprints for the alien. I'm just going to say, in terms of themes, that changes it to the engineers as a whole were a collective version of Prometheus in terms of the myth. So that that turns it on its head in an interesting way. Yeah, the the who created them Mm. thing. Well, Ridley mentioned that sort of, um, said that sort of comment, which sort of made me think he was leaning towards that kind of concept. You know, uh, know, it goes, you know, there's, there's the... Um, synthetics is David Bishop and everybody and then there's us and then there's the engineers but apparently there's somebody else above the engineers um, you know it, it's kind of it's, it's backpedalling really if he does do it but I'm sure it would please a lot of people no doubt and since that seems to be what they are about mm, me too well uh, again, it, it goes back to the problem of, oh, we know this is what you wanted, mm. so we're changing it. You know, the franchise is in a very retconny mood right now. And <laughs> I do I do worry about that getting, you know, a little overboard. Mm. But if, if it works, then I'm happy. If it works, I'm all for it, because I would rather mm. the space jockey and Alien actually be the space jockey that we all envisioned yes. it. You know, yeah. Not an engineer in a suit, because it didn't look exactly. like that. So. I think this brings up a real question is how did this organism get infected? Was it the, the, the accelerant from the ship that David and Shaw arrived on? Mm. But we also know this is either the engineer homeworld or it was a world that they are settled on. Um, so were they also experimenting on this planet? You know, mm, those, yes, those are the kind of things I'm, I'm curious about. Just wonder in, in relation to that, these, what we are seeing this, 
one of these guys actually stepping on these pods. I'm I've, I find just the um, the design of them a little curious because when we do later on see an egg, it's not like the traditional egg. It's mm. a little bit elongated at the top. Yeah, and it's different. Yeah, it is definitely it's definitely elongated and more and more narrow. And I, I'm just wondering because you do see these little pods that release the, the the airborne spores. They do have that sort of little you know thing on the on the top of them they do look start to get elongated so it makes you wonder is the other little pod like a very 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 primitive version of the yeah. eggs and is it like the face hugger is what the airborne spores eventually will evolve to become into I suppose that's that's an implication of it potentially. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no four petals which are open, mm. but there there's a slight similarity of the shape here with the new eggs that we're seeing. Mm, no doubt. I do worry that that things like this are kind of turning alien more towards like a Resident Evil type thing. You know, yeah. It's just like people are getting infected, and the infection does all sorts of crazy shit. It really, but I mean was... that that does go back to one of the unused Alien Three scripts. Yeah, yeah. we do have to wonder. To say that this. they did use yeah. it in Eric Red's drafts. Yeah, you know, Gibson as well. Paul's this... spaceship becoming infected with aliens. Paul's... Yeah, you, you do have to wonder: is this because they were aware of it, or is it one of the biggest coincidences ever? Because it, mm. it does strike me as too much of a coincidence. It, you know, the air, it, it's even an airborne spore for them not to have been aware of that when they wrote this. It could be coincidence, but to me, it's too coincidental. Well, if, you know, um, Omega Morph mentioned Eric Red's script, it started in William Gibson's script. It started in the very, very, yeah. very first Alien 3 script. And if it's not, it doesn't really get talked about a lot, but Ridley Scott was actually attached to direct, well, they were trying to get him to direct Alien 3. In the very, very, At very early days of it, yeah. Um, I, right. I can't remember enough of the timeline to know if it matches up with, with Gibson or not, but it might, so might be that, yeah. But, you know, it, again, it, go, it goes to the whole recycling <laughs> thing. Yeah, so we've got Alien 3 to blame for this. <laughs> but it's, it's funny because... It gets it in the neck for everything, that film. Blame <laughs> everything on Alien 3. No, <laughs> Gibson's second draft was actually fun. Um, it's it's been a while since I've read those those first drafts. Actually, but it, it, but... it is interesting that between the and I said right at the beginning that first scene where one of the characters running through and meets the other woman, it it definitely had that little. It it felt semi Alien Three ish. So it's like there, there's a little bit of Alien Three creeping its way through this film in general. Mm. I, know, I will point out that the um, the guy that gets uh, infected is uh, Benjamin Rigby, who's, who's an Australian actor. It's, it's not Captain. I don't know. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't know this guy's character's name. Well, the next scene is really the only calm dialogue we get in the trailer. You know, you have some panicked lines in the beginning, but we have our protagonist here, Daniels, talking to the the captain. Uh, she acting asks captain. him if he's sure about this acting captain. Yes, um, and he says, "How do you mean?" And then she says, we don't know what the fuck is out there. So I'm wondering if, if she's, you know, trying to reason with all the nonsensical Prometheus-style decisions that the, <laughs> the crew is doing here. But... I'm surrounded by idiots. 
I think this scene kind of, you know, establishes this character as mirroring Ripley because it really reminds me of um, those dialogues between, you know, Ripley and Dallas, you know, Ripley questioning what's going on and Dallas kind of acting, you know, whatever. And (laughs) it kind of mirrors Ripley that way. It's in her blood. Yeah. And plus, no, Ripley no. was the one who. <laughs> no. yeah. Ripley was the one who um, who ref- was refusing to open the quarantine. So you've got a double yeah. thing there. Um, to me, when I saw this scene, I, you know, it says, "How do you mean?" And she just says, "We don't know what the fuck is that." And she, it's like she's all of a sudden gone very hostile. I'm, I'm assuming there's some them dialogue in between those moments that's been cut out there. That's that's um, really a problem with sort of trailers, isn't it? Yeah, you you can't. I mean, as a whole, with this trailer, Hicks, you you linked an, a recut version of this trailer on the um, AVP Galaxy um, Facebook page with the Prometheus music. And it it's it's using virtually the same footage. In fact, there's some that has been removed from it and it actually works infinitely better Mm. and yet it's exactly the same footage and it's a perfect lesson of how different editing and different music puts an entirely different spin on and the same thing that everybody's already seen so we can't judge i mean we're we're discussing the trade here but we can't judge what the end result's going to be like all we've got to go on is this and we all remember Prometheus and how fantastic that trailer was and even if you like Prometheus you know the end result of what we got was a very very different tone so we can't say you know that's the problem a lot of people are cheerleading the film or shitposting it we don't know what the film's going to be like but um you know you you see from that one and a fan-based recut version of the same trailer and it has a completely different atmosphere to it Exactly. It's it's interesting yeah. to see just how different it feels when you watch that one. Right? Well, they they did that with Prometheus too. They like recut the Prometheus trailer, so it was like old Alien yeah. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. And even Alien 3's trailers presented a very different film. Yes. Yeah, there was quite a few action sort of looking trailers. When obviously anybody who's seen Alien 3 knows that that is not what the film is. You know, it's not an action film. Again, we come back to Alien 3. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that it's the one with the most meat in it, Alien 3. Yeah. What did we think of, of Waterston here? Because this is probably the only real, I guess, sort of look we get at her, you know, and, and, and feel for her. I think she seems more interesting than, than Shaw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah I suppose so. I mean, but I mean, would, would, the, would Shaw's actress have, have done the same? She had the same dialogue. I mean, there's not, there's not much to go on there, mm. unfortunately. I don't, yeah, I probably shouldn't have brought this up because, you know, there's not a lot of meat in, in her no. bit here. Um, so, yes, I suppose we'll just skip that. Again, it, you know, it's hard to really judge based on what we see. I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, trailers, they, they're really the imagery based, aren't they? More than anything, it's what we see. It just seems like every alien movie is going to have a female star. That bothers me. That really bothers me, you know. I mean, that's becoming a trope, you know. The, the female has to survive every single fucking film since the aliens. You know, AVP Lex survived. AVP R, um, what's her face? Um, from Lady from 24. Um, <laughs> Kelly? Rico Ellsworth. Yeah. I uh, can't remember the character name. Yeah, I'm she, sure it was Kelly. Yeah, she survived. Kelly. Fucking Shaw survives. 
no doubt Daniels is going to survive. Is fucking kill one of them off for God's sake. It, you know, it's it's a big. Well, I'm not bothered. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's meant I mean, to be a heroin-based franchise. It becomes predictable. It becomes predictable, and that's a detriment I, to the I, story. Okay, but in a Terminator film, it's you know you, you get different. It's you know what you're in for. And let's be honest, we don't know if she is gonna survive. Dollars to donuts. <laughs> same I mean, yeah, same as I would have bet be. that there was. Uh, but but let's not forget, you know, the original Alien. It was when it was originally being sold. People were expecting Dallas to be the one who survived. It could be Ridley Scott might have looked back then and he thought, okay, let's sell it as though she's going to be the one, and it's going to turn out to be someone else. It might just Danny, be Danny you know, McBride. He's going to be yeah, the yeah. <laughs> or it could just be David and Walter in a face saga sitting at the end there, and it's going to be but like the thing, and it just let's just talk it over for a while. We don't know if she is going to survive it. I would love. I it mean, I, I agree. Sure she, she undoubtedly will, but there, there is that chance. We don't know. It'd just be nice to have it kind of turned on its head. You know, that's that's all I'm asking yeah. for. I I do I do agree when it's it's been talked about recently in the forums that. She does look too much like it down not just the haircut, but how she's dressed, everything. They they are badly trying to make her look like Ripley and seem like Ripley instead of just letting her be her own character. I'm hoping when you actually see the end result, it's completely different. But all we're getting here is a lot of Ripley imagery. And it's like they're trying to say, here's your Ripley, here's your Ripley, here's your Ripley. And it I, I want her to, you know. Why? Why can't? It's like they don't have enough faith in Daniels to let her be Daniels. Hmm. And yeah. That that, that because I was I remember we put a thing on the site recently. There was an interview with her, and she didn't say anything new, but she was basically trying to be at pains to say, "Oh, well, yeah, my character's not Ripley," and I, I just reminded me of Rico Ellsworth in Requiem saying, "Yeah, my character's not Ripley. My character's her own." And I, I'm a little bit worried that at the end they will just watch it and we go, yeah, it's an okay film, but she was basically a Ripley clone. And I, I so, really hope it's not going to be that. Do we know James Franco's character's name in the movie? Franson. Do we know his last name? Uh, no. What if his last name is Ripley and she's pregnant <laughs> and she's Ripley's mother? Shut up. That's stop. why oh, no. they're keeping his character stop, so under get, wraps. Stop giving them ideas. <laughs> you can't have was a... James Franco as Ripley's father. That's why they're keeping his character so under wraps. Well, wait, wait, wait. I'm calling it. In in the continuity, wouldn't Ripley have... She'd be 10. She'd be 10 at this point, yeah. yeah. Ah. Okay, moving on. (laughs) We have the the Crash Juggernaut. This is actually my favorite frame of the the trailer. The Crash Juggernaut on the slope of uh, the, the misty, foresty mountain. And um, this is obviously the ship that uh, David and Shaw used to escape the end of Prometheus. Mm-hmm. And we see them climbing towards it and entering it. And we see them in a dark um, pilot's chamber. And I'm wondering if they'll be able to power it up and see the, the orary again and all that. I hope so. And the last shot we have Daniel's looking at it looks like some sort of ID tag, which a lot of people are assuming is going to be for Shaw. Makes sense. Probably would have gone with a cross if it was supposed to be Shaw. 
Hmm, that could have been interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. I, what I find interesting about the der these well the new derelict as uh, derelict 2.0 um, it is resting <laughs> it, is, it is well it is now it is a derelict literally mm -hmm. um it is resting at a very similar angle it's shot in a very similar way to the one on lv426 I don't think it's um, pitched enough. Yeah, maybe, but it's a very similar looking angle, even to the point where it's it's clearly, you know, it's gone in in reverse, like, like it looked like the original derelict had. But it, it's it's clearly trying to evoke the same yeah. um, iconic image. But again, which again, nice... are they are they just doing it to try and hey let's emulate this thing we've done before and let's give it a slight twist of it being in some woods or is it or is it going to be that it's going to you know let it be its own thing is this going to be iconic in its own right instead of just trying to you know stand on the shoulders of giants as it were well i do love the image it you know it's like something you'd put on your wall it looks a little skyrim like <laughs> yeah, that's what i was thinking too yeah with, with the big snowy mountain slope yeah all I, steep like that and the, the the trees and everything i think it i think it's a great shot i, I agree with you um, and i wasn't expecting to see it in the trailer i don't think it's massively spoilerish i'm not bothered by it being in here but you know no, it, we knew we'd see it yeah it's cool um it's like you said when we were saying earlier you know it's a fresh sort of take on it you know um it's all this jungle area you know mountainous behind it makes them again a nice change from seeing it on some desolate landscape but I do hope it's the last time we see some sort of imagery like this. Um, you know, because we had it in Alien, we had it in Prometheus, and we've said all along that this looks like it's Prometheus 2.0. So I, I do hope we don't end up seeing that kind of thing again. But um, I was really, I really enjoyed it. I really like this this sequence. So I'm, I'm very happy with it in the trailer. It looks smaller than the original Derelict in this shot. Well, I know that all the trees are massive. Yeah, they they are. If you remember those leaked photos of um of the the quarry, I can't remember where it was. There was a quarry in in Australia where they filmed like all the um, bits that you mentioned earlier with like the engineer bodies. Mm -hmm. They uh, in in the engineer citadel. Um, there was also a bit of some constructed massive fucking trunks of trees um, that were. Like, oh yeah, I'm seeing a. Thing now, yeah, yeah. Now massive trees. So I, I think I think it's um, I think it's that sequence. I think we've got a bit of perspective um, issues going off here. Yeah, going to see lots of infected Ewoks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm guessing it was a rough a rough landing for the juggernaut. It looks like it, because the way it lifted up originally in Prometheus, it kind of like you know, it was a lot more graceful than it was or has it been you know it could be that david tried to seize control and this is the result of what happened you never know mm. or it was shot down by some engineer or they ran out of gas well that's going to be one of the biggest mysteries of the movie is what happened to shaw and how much are we going to see of that mm -hmm. we'll <laughs> they'll set it up for the <laughs> sequel <laughs> we'll find out hopefully. we'll find out what happened to her in the next one that, that well, was... that was my my thing. Well, as soon as you see Daniel's look at those dog tags, my initial thought was, is that gonna segue into like, you know, Dallas Cocoon mm. sequence oh, there? Because I, sure it is, hope I, not. I, I well, you're not I a fan of Eggman. Work really well. I was, yeah. No, I, I enjoyed it as well, but then oh. Did yeah. not like the egg No, I, I subscribe to to the Queen morphing, not the egg morphing. The Queen morphing. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> 
No, but I th- my first thought when I saw her, I thought, is that going to be sure? And is she going to, you know, swish a flashlight around to see sure in uh, a stasis or something? T- well, yeah, not not an egg because she's not the one that first comes across an egg, but in some kind of transmogrified state. Or are we going to hear some kind of uh, kill me sort of thing off in the distance down the corridor? And then we real we, it you know there's some it switches to a scene later and we'll realize that it came from Shaw. Well, this is ten years later, so I don't think she could still be alive in. Well, yeah, action. but yeah, we don't know what David's done to her. True, but, she could have been like you know experimented upon by. I mean, him da- David but... clear, clearly was given the programming to help keep Wayland alive, so he knows that that combined with whatever he's found out about the engineers could be helping to keep Shaw alive in whatever state that she's in. Well, I'm wondering so, if there's um, going to be a flashback scene where we see her reattaching his head to his body and all that. And I'm guessing. Because you know, we definitely see, see David mm. fully able now. So I'm still disappointed that he is not in some... Well... Well, I, I, well, <laughs> I kind of I, I wanted him to be in some sort of um, like engineer bio suit, suit kind of thing. Yeah, maybe this. maybe that is it. Maybe he's made up his own freeze that's in proportion and it's like under the cloak. under the cloak. Maybe yeah. that'd be cool. I mean, there's a distinct lack of Giga, I think, in in what we've seen. I mean, we, we've obviously had the hallway shot, which looks. Fucking awesome. Oh, I love that corridor shot we mm. recently got. It's my background image at the minute. That's yeah, very reminiscent that, of the derelict in the first film. Yeah, that 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 was the first production shot I saw of this film that I thought, wow, they got yeah. that right. That looks just like it's come out of 1979. Mm. Except for the floor. The floor looks like pebbles or stones or yeah. something. Yeah, well, clearly it? it's based on, you know it's in in the ground which is fine with me because you know it, it's going to be somewhere that's on the planet but the actual architecture that looked just oh, yeah. like it was the master on. himself had been there and was personally helping them put the bones in mm. and that gave me some hope that they're going to embrace the bi- the biomechanical aesthetic yes. more in this film than in prometheus well, yeah because we, we all know Ridley Scott, he took out the bio out of biomechanics. That that gave me hope exactly that he, they've returned to that. Fortunately, it's not going to be the case. Um, it was one of the things I asked Wayne Hag when we interviewed him, was how much of the oh, biomechanics no. was going to be in it. He said, aside from the obvious, as in you know, the alien and the engineer architecture, there's not going to be any, which I'm really disappointed oh. about. I was really, I was really hoping for like some sort of egress landscape yeah. and hived up jungle sort of stuff. But oh. No, no. Well, I mean that tunnel did kind of look a little biomechanical. Oh no, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean that's a, obviously in a subtle fashion, like the first film. It's obviously the engineer architect. I mean that's that's what I assume we meant by aside from the obvious. You know, it's mm, it's, yeah. a, it's an engineer planet. I'm sure there's going to be some engineerish architecture. So. Yeah, well, we're that. we're seeing both, you know, we're seeing stuff in the Citadel that looks more like the first alien, but then we've seen the leaked images, which looks very much like a stone temple mm-hmm. structure, like we got in Prometheus. I mean, even... and so I'm guessing there was a transition from the culture that the engineers had, which you know was more, I guess, tribal, and they had stone cities or something like that, and then they like ascended or something to like technology and and altered their bodies with you know 
biomechanics, well, which we kind of saw in Prometheus, where at, at the flashback scene, his body was, you know, just a normal looking body for, you know, the species yeah. that he was. But then the one they wake up later has like the biomechanical suit. Yeah, I, I think they, to me, they just, and it, it, you know, this is just me filling the gaps, I guess. But if I had to guess, I think they're just very ritualistic minded. I, I think that's all it is to that. I don't know if that necessarily gives indications as to when they, you know, they went from sticks and stones into calculators. But I think they're just very they work ritualistic things into their architecture and stuff in general. I think that's just their, their way. Mm -hmm. So now we have the scene with the face hugger coming out of the egg, which I didn't notice this before, but you have David in the background looking on, uh, which like the seems, perv he is. seems <laughs> like he um, lured, lured this guy in there so he can be implanted. Uh, free uh, hugs. Because you see him briefly look at David like, what is this? What's going on? You know, and David mm. is just silent. The egg, like you said, looks a little different. Um, face hugger looks a little different. Looks a little more gangly and, and bigger. Looks um, a little skeletal when you look, do the freeze frame on it. It looks not exactly like the face hugger we're used to. It's a little wrinklier, a little more bony. Mm. So I'm guessing this is what's going to give us our poster alien right here. Seems to be the case. And can I just, I've got to say, I hate this is in the trailer. I really do. Because <laughs> yeah. th this is Billy Crudup's You know who's going to get it. Yeah. We, we see what happens to the um, one of the main guys. Stupid. Shouldn't be in the trailer. No, because that's the problem. It's when you know a character's definitely going to have their demise, there's no, when you're watching the scene, the, the, you know, there's no, oh, will they get out of this? Will they get out of this? No, because there's nothing there. So mm. immediately you, you know that at the back of your mind, there's that little thing in your subconscious. Don't get emotionally invested in this character. You know what's going to happen to him. Mm. There, there's there's no problem with showing deaths. There's no problem with showing injuries. No problem with having blood spray on someone's face. But showing that they definitely die or that they definitely die by this way, that's the problem with trailers. Mm. And Agreed. it's it's another one of those forced. Hey guys, this is alien scene. Um, yeah. Clips in the yeah. trailer as well. Um, but I, I think we can all agree this was a terrible scene to put in the trailer. They, I mean, they could have edited around it. They didn't have to show. Yeah, they could have just been the close up in the eggs. Yeah, they could have just done that. Yeah. And and that fast cut of the um, face of the leaping up towards the camera. You know, the one that we've got a still of on the main screen because I think that's a great shot. Yeah. Um, I, I will say I loved they got that mucus like membrane yeah. and the sounds they got yes the it was the sounds. exact sounds it's it, even the way it leapt was perfect mm. I loved how they done handled that Omega what did you think of the actual you know the the egg opening mechanism the face I, I actually really like the egg design because it um it kind of uh, has this vibe of being um, a cross between the ex from Aliens and from Alien Resurrection because it has these mm. um, big petals like the Aliens ex. The Aliens ex are huge petals, and you know this seems to be mimicking that. And at the same time, this seems to be more you know alive looking like the Resurrection ex. You know that shot of yeah. the interior really looks like the yeah. resurrection eggs with this pulsating you know sheep 
stomach uh, kind of looking mass. Very and organic. Little, very organic, very, very live looking. And I also like the, you know, emphasized um, lids or borders of the pedals because they remind me of the, you know, the original Gigarex. You know, mm. if you look at the original Gigarex for Alien, they had these very emphasized lips, like, you know, Audrey 2 kind of lips. Mm, and yeah. and this seems to go back to that. So I'm very, mm, very satisfied with this choice, with this, you know, organization and accuracy to what came before. And I'm also, you know, very satisfied with the fact that the facehugger looks like Cameron's facehugger. You know, it looks very accurate, you know, the way the underside of it looks. It's mm. it's all very, very cool. A lot of fan service, of course, but yeah, it, it, looks, it, looks, it looks good. It's the it, kind of fan service I like. Yeah, it looks really good, but I'm just wondering how much fan service it's actually going to be because it does look like a repeat scene from the first Alien, which, yes. if it's done right, is fine, but we saw that in Prometheus with Fifield and Milburn, Milburn kind mm-hmm. of. It was, you know, it was a, it was a different thing, but it was the same scene as this scene. You know, the the person investigating the thing and the thing gets him. So mm. we'll have to see how I, it's done this time around. I do like that. There's on the the petals that are open. You have that webbing, that stringy webbing. That that looks that is exactly like the original one. Mm. Yeah, I think there's a noticeable yeah, noticeable difference in the design. Though I mean, the the, the way it sort of closes at the top. Yeah. Um, it's sort of elongated. I'm sure somebody mentioned it earlier, actually. Um, yeah. I'd be very interested to know if that was a conscious effort on the part of um, Odd Studios and other Creature Effects um, t- house that I can't currently remember I'm the guessing. name of. Uh, Creature Inc. Limited is the other... Um... Oh, yeah, that's, oh, okay. that's right. I actually checked out their Instagram, and it looked like Studio ADI sent them T-shirts as a token of goodwill. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Interesting. So I will say, talking about that, it's a different, you know, certainly a different shape, but um, it is, it definitely looks taller. And hmm. I don't know, to you guys, does that look big enough to have potentially been a human who's been egg morphed? Does it look big enough to have potentially been that? I think the eggs were always rather. You know, when they sort of waist high anyway. I mean, this Unless looks like it comes three. up higher. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think that might just be the way the lips are done, though, because you know it's not rounded out; it's elongated. No, but it's definitely elongated. It is a narrower mm. egg. It does look different. Yeah. So perhaps to me, that, that looks might just be a different breed. Yeah, exactly. So perhaps this isn't the traditional alien as we know it. Yeah. Perhaps there are some. An ostrich egg is bigger than a hen's oh, egg. Yeah. Yeah, but this is what makes me want. Could this be? I, I, honestly, I don't think it is. I think it's just another way of getting an egg. But you know, is there that wriggle room for saying this might be an egg morphed human? It's possible. Yeah. I'd like. I to think see it. it's just about big enough that to. I mean, you know, you know how Dallas was kind of like crouched over in fetus position. That looks just about big enough that it might be an egg that's been made that way, you never know. I would have expected it to turn out about the same sort of height anyway. I mean, because if you think about it, the obviously the intent of Alien always was that that, that cargo was transformed. Yeah, the crew. crew. 
And, yeah. you know, if you are doing that, then you're literally just about cutting a human in half anyway, so you're coming up to waist height. Well, anyway. yeah, but they it was, like, implying that they, they weren't human, so they would have been, like, a, a, a different avian species, so... You know, the question is, what what looks what would the end result of Dallas and Brett have looked like? Would it have been like this? Who knows? Yeah. It's definitely different, whatever it is. Well, I'm I'm sorry to to rain on the egg morphine praying here, but that is not <laughs> canon because it's in the director's cut, which is not really a director's cut. No, yeah, I mean, it could, but there's nothing stopping it from being in a, another film, but because that then it would canonize it, so. True. Who knows? True. Um, so moving on, we have the dropship being destroyed somehow, and we see David in uh, what appears to be the same engineer cloak that we saw at the beginning of Prometheus that he has it's Darth Maul. obtained huh. somehow. Or Isn't that it's your detour? Potentially. <laughs> uh, well, maybe not. I don't know. I'm sure. But some... yeah, so that's unmistakably david mm. um and it looks mm. like he has some sort of weapon in his hand it looks like a grenade launcher to me or a tool we, I, I can't make out what it is it's, i think it looks well you see it, it snapping, closes it yeah him snapping it upward so it's like a grenade launcher you know like he's reloading or something mm. so i'm yeah, wondering if but he's it trying still to could be, we we don't know what he's had on that engineer ship all this time true i'm wondering if he's trying if he's if he's the one who blew up the ship i think to prevent them from Christ. escaping I don't think so. But you also have, yeah, you also have someone, you also yeah. see another, yeah. There's someone shooting and they, it looks like it's inside the drop shot, so it could be them. Yeah. So. And then I mean, you it see... could be David, he's got something that will release a live organism some, in the ship. We, we, <laughs> Spore grenade. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, oh, we're man. already, oh. yeah, but let's be honest, we are literally seeing spores infecting people, so it could, we anything goes here we don't know i think i'm good without one of those i think <laughs> <laughs> no i agree but it we we don't or it could also be something that maybe it's pheromones and it attracts something into the ship maybe yep. he's gonna it's something like that it could be anything but kind of cut into this we see the neomorph which looks like a, a smaller white alien type Andy creature Berster. Um, definitely taken from unused concepts of Prometheus that we saw. And it looks like there's a flash there. So I'm wondering if she's the one that de destroys mm. the dropship or shoots like a tank or something. Yeah, by I think, accident. I think it gets, she's panicked. It gets pretty obvious, I think, because as soon as she shoots, there's an explosion. And then there's a shot of the figure mm. being thrown back against a load of flames. And then it again but, cuts no. to the outside of this dropship on fire with somebody walking through it on flames. But in... the question is, is this the same backburster neomorph? Because this is the dropship, whereas I'm guessing that scene takes place on the Covenant. Oh, this is the woman that was refusing to let the Doctor out. This is oh. uh, this is Amy C. Metz. Hmm. Um, and oh, okay. I the, thought that the... was Daniels. No, no, that wasn't Daniels. That was, that was Amy oh. C. Metz. And if you remember, that guy... Uh, the backburst is spores. The spores are on the planet. The dropships on the planet. Hmm. Well, is this going to be like Alien then, where the the second half of the movie takes place back on the ship and they're in space? Uh huh. How, how do they get back? Oh <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Maybe there's a second dropship just like Aliens. <laughs> they go in the juggernaut. <laughs> they remote pilot it down. 
hey guys the bishop's but not ironically there. that's what that is what's happened in one of the recent um comics they found one and they've just blown it so it's uh the precedent has already been set <laughs> we see the uh, the neomorph ever so slightly only ever so slightly very yeah, you brief. can't really make it out it looks very bambi burster like mm. but i I don't know. You're only seeing a. It's very broken up because of that net, which I think is a wise decision yeah. visually. I think, I think it's cool that it's in there and that we get a glimpse at it. And I'm very glad they didn't show it, um, you know, in full. Because in all honesty, I expect yeah. I expect the market to make a big push on the traditional alien. I think well, I had done. I don't know if that's going to be the case now because of this trailer. So I was surprised to see the neomorph in it at all. Well, I mean, let's be honest, we're going to start seeing the action figures and models before the film is open anyway, so we will get a good look at it before it actually hits the screen, unfortunately. It might not be the case, because they might actually try and keep it secret. Necker were... What are the chances? Well, I mean, I agree, they might, but... Um, ne- Necker were surprised at the release date change. They apparently weren't told that it had been pulled up for three months. Well, I don't... I don't think you can expect, you know, a big franchise like this to inform every single license holder of a of a release date change, you know, because they're going to do what's best. I just mean that they might not be ready. They might not be ready to oh, show yeah. it off. I, yeah, they they might not be. I'm just saying. Um, I think they probably moved the date up so that it could be closer to Alien Day. I would imagine because they they made that a big thing this year. Alien so they they Day. probably want to ride the hype right you know, from April mm. it makes right sense. into Alien Day. Makes sense. I mean, last year's Alien Day was pretty damp, if I'm being honest. I love the intent, <laughs> and it's, it's corporate as fuck. But, um, you know, last last year, this year, sorry, it wasn't exactly a, a rip-roaring event, was it? And so, you know, it'd be, what, two, three weeks from Alien Day into Covenant's release? It makes sense just to ride that through. I'm totally with you there. I think it's, I think it's a great sort of move. Everybody got really hyped about that Kerry Hinn tweet. <laughs> it turned out to be just the um, action. But uh, so I'm guessing the Neomorph is born from the spore. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's, born spore. that's right. I'm just going to say what well, when we're seeing this stuff, it it's it reminds me of that. It, I did like that shot right at the start of the trailer of just those bloody footprints and the camera slowly panning up to the um through the corridor yeah and those footprints didn't look like human footprints no no it's the same corridor we're seeing here in this park really i think they're probably generic style though of, of, of the corridors of the ship mm-hmm. well i mean i don't know i mean this looks like it it could it's it's circular it's clearly leading off into the distance there and one of the shots has a, cam- a character in a spacesuit, which is a little like the ones we saw in Nostromo. It's got the same headgear inside the helmet and the same light on top. So I'm wondering if we might see um, some zero gravity stuff of an alien outside the hold, maybe. You know what? I would. I, would I mean, she that. does have a, a weapon or a tool or something in her hand. Yeah, it looks like a gun. And it's... See, they're in space and they wear bloody protective suits. They get down on a mysterious planet. Let's take everything off. Speaking... I do wonder if that's gonna they're gonna return the original Nostromo space suits. But it's there. it's it's very we sort of saw a glimpse of it in one of the early production cells, and it's very sort of Mobius influenced um, design. Yeah. You know, they were they were 
harkening back to one of the old um, Moby spacesuit helmets for Alien. But I, I loved having them in Alien Isolation, especially when you saw from the character's point of view mm. inside one. Yeah. It was really nice having them in there. Yeah, definitely. But um, that's that's another thing. Uh, the guns have been getting an interesting reception because a lot of them <laughs> yeah. look pretty modern. They yeah. are modern. Yeah, yeah you're, you're seeing a Steyr Aug. You're seeing a M4 carbine. Um, Some sort of they shotgun. didn't really sci-fi them up a little bit. Now, I mean, even with aliens, the you know the pulse rifles made out of a Thompson, but they still changed they it enough. Things all over, yeah. Right, that it looked like its own thing. So it was a bit strange seeing that. You know, this is again nearly a hundred years in the future. Well, there was an exception to that. They did have SAATs on racks in the Solico, but it's it's like it was one of those almost blink and you'll miss it moments. The actual guns that you actually remember the characters holding are the pulse rifles. But you know what? In they also use VP70s, which are old guns. And mm. what does what does um, Vasquez have? Is it, is it Beretta or a 1911? I can't remember. She has a 1911. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So. 1911s are probably going to be in service until fucking they've got um, you know neutron bombs or whatever on in handheld <laughs> form. But I think it's hyperbolic of people to complain that it's going to destroy the movie or whatever. You know, not everybody's doing that. But oh, um, no, it won't destroy. No, but if they, issue, I, I, the I thing think... with aliens is, as I just said, it is the pulse at the signature weapons yeah, that yeah. We everyone remembers and the flamethrowers. They looked and smart yeah, definitely the smart guns. Um, the SA80s were just like background fluff on the racks. Mm. You don't really notice them. Um, in here, we're seeing, you know, production skills. It's, it's undisguised. Will, will they be signature weapons, mm. or will they just be something a character grabs quickly and, like, you know, it won't what? matter? If it's a signature weapon, they definitely mm. should have changed the look. I think I think it's a valid complaint. I really do because at the end of the day, aliens. Which this film seems to be sort of, you know, it's tipping its hand to. It's, it's not ignoring aliens. Um, but aliens sort of, it, it influenced the franchise in that, and I suppose the take on the franchise, in that it gave you some fucking iconic weaponry. I mean, it's, it's not just in aliens. It's yeah. pulse rifles everywhere. Um, you know, showing up in other shows, showing up in Simpsons, showing up in stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a certain expectation of, um, you know, if you're seeing an alien film and you're seeing a gun, it's got to be some cool, some cool sort of sci-fi yeah. gun. I mean, at the end of the day, it's 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 not Ridley's, Ridley's bag. We know it's not. He doesn't give a shit about guns. That's, that was James Cameron's thing. That's going to be Neil Blumkamp's thing. He's going to be there fucking toying about with his guns. He's probably going to have his, <laughs> um, you know, he's going to have yeah. his retro, um, lo-fi sci-fi. And it is disappointing. You know, I, I can't, I mean, I, I like I like all the hardware. You know, I've got a, I've got a pulse rifle myself, a replica. Um, so it kind of bums me out a little bit seeing that they've just got M4s with an ACOG on or an EO Tech or whatever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're seeing the the security team all having the same like um, assault rifle or some sort of the other. Um, what was the take that they had in Prometheus though? Because they did have weapons in it. There was a shotgun. Really see that. Were were they? Did they like busy them up with any extraneous detail, or did they just keep the the weapon for what they really are? In the there? shotgun looked a little futuristic that they had. You saw one character firing at uh, 
mutated fife field with it. Yeah. But those were the only weapons they had. Was uh, there was a shotgun very briefly, and then you had the incinerator units. There's a I pistol had as well. Pistols, yeah. Yeah. But, the, but, the, did, but did they put things on them to make them look unique, or did they just leave them as what they really are? If I remember rightly, the shotgun had some sort of weird skeleton stock on it, and okay. a orange flash hider maybe. And the pistol, I'm pretty sure, was a competition gun. So it wasn't like a, you know, a bog yeah. standard, um, it wasn't like a handgun or anything like that. It was just yeah. um, a competition well, see, pistol, the... which looked different. They looked weird. Yeah. And that had an orange yeah. but, Well, I mean, the audience in that, the audience didn't have close-up the guns. They just remember it firing some kind of energy bomb. Yeah, yeah, it, it looked like a laser. In this, that. yeah, and in this... You definitely have this thing early on in the trailer where you see the this security detachment. Um, you know they're they're walking through the fields and they're definitely you know they're hauling these rifles about. So you're definitely seeing the rifle and your attention is being drawn to what the gun looks like as opposed to what it's going to do. So mm. it's it's a very different way of um, you know for a director handling it. I I would have I was surprised when I saw them in production stills and I just. You know, I I impulsively recognised them. I thought they're, they're just modern day uh, firearms. You'd think they would have changed. Yeah, them. and I mean, really, you don't have to change them that much to give them. No. Their own look. You you look at some of the weapons in Alien Isolation, like the shotgun and the revolver. It looks like a shotgun and a revolver, but they've done enough to it that it has its own identity within the game. Yeah. But this... I mean, as I said, it's that's why I asked about Prometheus because if they did change them for that. It's weird that, you know, it's the same director, many of the same production crew involved, and they chose not to do it for this. But at the end of the day, as far as picking, if you're being lazy about it, and not saying they are, but if you're being lazy about hmm. it and just trying to pick a weapon that looks relatively futuristic, you can't go wrong with, you know, an AUG, you can't go wrong with a bullpup. So, given, you know, given, <laughs> given sure, um, you know, that, that stare of, um, the Australian version, I can't Which remember. Which is, the a, a, is. Sl slightly ironic because they have styrals in Predator 2 as well. Mm, so someone's yeah. going to come along and they say, ah, there's a link between the Predator films again. <laughs> <laughs> and, and obviously the S8 is a, a nice little cool ball. But they did have M4s in the Salaka as well, if I remember rightly, on the racks. Um, but yeah, I do. It's not a massive complaint and it's not. But again, it's you don't remember because they're not signature mm, weapons. Yeah. These are signature weapons. The, these are the Covenant's version of the flamethrower and the pulse rifle and the smart mm. gun. These are what the audience are going to remember characters holding around with. But some people in the audience are going to try and make, you know, cosplay stuff out of these characters. So it, these are more noticeable than just having some SA-80s on the racks in, mm. on the, in Aliens. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I think it's going to I think it's going to detract for some people, especially those that... I mean, for, for Prometheus, they had fucking concept art of, like, a little SMG pulse rifle, you know? So last mm. time they were thinking about it. <laughs> and they had the storm rifle that can fire hundreds of miles away and blow up spaceships. Yeah, but that was viral. <laughs> that was viral marketing. That never counts. Mm. No, luckily it didn't. <laughs> I'll always remember that. I would just like to say that, you know, this, this bit that we're talking about now with, the, you know, like the characters bombing up and, and um, Daniel's in a spacesuit, that's probably my favourite. It's like a song that does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Daniel's in a spacesuit. <laughs> it has my, probably my favourite bit of the entire trailer in, and there's not a lot to it, but, you know, it's that brief, 
brief clip of um, McBride, you know, getting emotional, and that brief, mm, yeah, that, that brief bit that. where he um, he hands off a, a gun to Daniels. You know, I really, I think I like that most. I think I'm gonna love McBride in this film. I really do. Yeah, um, I, mean, I thought that was yeah. a great it's, moment. It's the little moments when you when you when you have to when you're scrutinising whether a, a, an actor typically known for comedic roles and comedy how he carries a serious performance. And for those who think, oh, that can't be done, not only remember, you know, Paul Reiser in Aliens, but think of, you know, some more famous example, Robin Williams. He was a great mm. dramatic actor. Yeah, it was so versatile. Um, yeah, I mean, that's Robin Williams. He, you know, people remember him from his comedy, but he was probably more famous for his incredibly, you know, handled dramatic performances. Uh, I'm not saying McBride's going to win an Oscar for this, but um, I agree with you that little, those little moments you see with his character, they weren't much. But to me, that's how I, that confirmed to me. Yes, that's how I imagine he's going to be going through the whole film. I also I also really like this circular signature hallway we keep seeing on the Covenant, kind of reminiscent of Event Horizon's architecture. I, I was just going to say that, yeah, very loosely, but. But um, it's it's still it's it's very own unique look. And I remember when the official Alien uh, a Twitter page posted like back right before Alien Day this year, they had a little CG thing of this hallway, you know, with the alarm going off, and it was um, just this hallway. Seemed very happy. And with so, that. and also we have uh, you, you kind of see the front of her Steyer Og when she's in the spacesuit there, which mm. it looks mm. a, an uncommon. Um, front of that type of gun so maybe it'll look different yeah. enough that only only people like us would really notice yeah. that sort of thing. it's the australian variant oh right you know what it reminded me of a little bit um the the some of the panels right at the start of book two with newt in the spacesuit with mm. a pulse mm. rifle it's a similar slightly similar lighting that she is she's given in this and is it snowing there where she is no i think that's just like particles could be i don't think that's snow could be anything yeah it could be she is wearing a spacesuit so i'm assuming it's in a vacuum i i would love to see some zero g sort of stuff i mean i i yeah. probably i'm probably too obsessed with it i'll probably bring it up quite a lot but <laughs> um well, it started. The film started out, you know, Ripley in the spacesuit with a harpoon gun. So that I know, but you never really get was already created. You know, you don't really get to see. It. I'm I'm thinking more in terms of um, you know, seeing the alien move about in in proper mm, yeah. proper zero g. I know? agree. Because I, you know, every time we bring up like AVP, I talk about that that opening yeah. from Peter Briggs' second. Yeah, track. so do I. Yeah, <laughs> and that is just a visual I would love to see. You know, I I liked it in. Um, in isolation as well, but you don't really get a sense of. I was just of, going to say that, yeah. You, you don't really get a sense of there being no gravity. I think in in, no, in isolation. But... Yeah, I agree. There's a slightly different dynamic to the movements. There should be because I mean, there's there's no friction. There's no resistance. You you would have to move more like you're you're half swimming in a way. Mm. I mean, there's nothing to actually swim through, but because you there's nothing to grip onto, you're having to... It's like you're in a swimming pool and you're having to drag yourself along by a rope, do that on a spaceship's hull, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, we really haven't seen that at all in, in the movies, um, the crew dealing with a, a zero-gravity type situation. And that was a good moment in Alien Isolation where you enter Sevastopol and you're in the airlock and you're just floating and you fall to the ground. 
So something just small like that, I don't know, or maybe one scene in, in zero G on the ship or on the exterior of the ship or something yeah. would be interesting. And we get all getting excited. It could just be like she's changing a light bulb on the outside. <laughs> it could be something really trivial. Well, she looks yeah, pretty I worried guess. and she's got a gun. Yeah. So. Hopefully. Well, you know, you changed a light bulb. Anything could happen. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's. I'm hoping that'll be more than just a, a little tiny scene. It'll be something more than that. I think that's one of the few clips in this that are from like the last hour of the film. It's her in the spacesuit. Mm, wouldn't surprise me. We we also get a very small glimpse of what looks like a citadel hallway of, of this engineer temple, kind of reminiscent of the stone mm-hmm. hallways we saw in the Pyramid of Prometheus. And we see, t- it's kind of hard to see because it's very dark, but it looks like there's two bodies just laying on the floor. Mm-hmm. And the camera's or kind of one spin piled or something. So, I wonder what that's about. I'm guessing it's the aftermath of what happened with the egg, but who knows. And then we're on to the, the bookend and the controversial scene. Yeah, the shower scene. So, you guys hate it as much as everybody else seems to. <laughs> I, I dug it. I thought it was one of the best scenes of the trailer. A lot of people are saying, like, oh, what is this, Friday the 13th, you know? But, I mean, Ridley Scott said the first Alien movie was supposed to be like Texas Chainsaw Massacre in space. Mm -hmm. Sometimes in horror films, you need that exploitative stuff like this, and it can be done really well. It doesn't have to be done like a horror movie trope when we haven't seen the full scene. Um, That and, you know, showers in space or on spaceships are cool. Mm. And I, I honestly could see both sides of this. I honestly think it was shot very well from what we've seen. I do actually like how um, you see the aliens tail creep up and it's got that little slight little insecty type sound you're hearing, the little clicks, not not predator clicks, but, you know, it's got that very this is a creature type of thing. It's got that that sort of sea creature looked sound to it as it's it's moving the tail and it's not done like lambert it it's like it's clearly a thing like an almost antenna like where it's just sensing a lot of people say oh this gave me flashbacks to lambert it to me it it's not done that way it's there's no even though they're in a shower and they're naked, to me it doesn't look psychosexual at all. It it reminds me more of more like Brett's death, where it's you know he's suddenly confronted with this thing. Yeah, yeah, technically that yes, it was. It was the edit bit of footage upon Brett's death. You're quite right. Um, so I think it was shot really well. However, I've this is the problem I mentioned earlier. Is this just going over things that have been done before? just because they could does it add anything to the story um i i something think... like death brett's death worked because it wasn't something this runs the risk of being predictable mm. because it looks it's it's a, uh, it looks like someone's being given a b-movie script and they've been given an like a a, a multi-million dollar budget to do it with that's the worry for me. This looks like it's it's very cliched as a thing. Mm. Beautifully shot, but you you know what's going to happen. It's been done a million times before. If it's going to happen, I really hope 
something unexpected which is not shown in this trailer happens to make to put a different spin on it otherwise it is going to come across like a very 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 polished friday the 13th moment okay two points here the trailer editing probably kills this this scene yeah um it's you know probably much more drawn out kind of thing this thing's over in like what five ten seconds number two is we've got to remember that alien is and is an incredibly polished B movie, you know. Mm. We, we might not. But it see... was inventive for its time. Yeah. With it. It, it put a different spin on things. Well, it might be harder to. I mean, I'm not going to pretend that I've seen all the films that Alien rips off. Um, you know, John um, Valaquin's blog, Strange Shapes, will probably be able to tell you incredibly better than than I could. But you know, those mm. those films are, you know, they're well in the past. They're out of the public eye now. The yeah. a- Alien's still in. So, how much of those tropes are recycled and yet still manage to be inventive, I could not possibly tell you. Uh, but, you, you know, you've got the cliches in there. You've got Brett wandering away on his own. Um, you know, the whole feel of the thing, the, the mysterious ship on another planet, you know, that's out of Galaxy of Terror, is it? Um, so, we're, we're, we're seeing a butchered... I'm, I'm not going to pretend I like the concept. I, I do think it's a cliched concept. I do That's like, the problem. Yeah. I do like some of the, the, the imagery of the tail coming through the, the, um, the legs because it does remind me of, of Lambert slash Brett's death. And yeah. I like that we'll probably be able to see that. And, you know, I like the tail as well, which Omega Morph will, will pass over to Omega Morph in a bit, no doubt. Um, mm. But we, d- we don't know the execution of it. Um, no, that that's my hope, yeah. I, it, could be, I, it could be different. I do hate that they've showed this scene, though, again, because it's another character's death. You know, um, we can see who, who these guys are. We can see who dies. Yeah. Or, you yeah. know, has severe blood loss. So I do wish... <laughs> I do wish they didn't show the faces, you know. I would, He'll be back at the end. <laughs> would have quite happily just seen the close-ups of the leg and the blood splash and stuff yeah. like that. I think it probably would work better if we'd just seen the tail rise mm, on its yeah, own, yeah. out of context, and we wouldn't have seen the, you know, the, a couple making love in a shower. Because that's what gets people backed up. Seeing a couple of... It, it looks like it's, you know, it's summer camp, and there are a couple of teenagers... The monster's going to strike. And unlike with Brett's death, you've got that ratcheting up of dread. That's what makes it an alien. It, you've got this sense of building revulsion, at, as opposed to Friday the 13th, where it's, you know, it's Jason raising his machete. Bang, it's gone. That's what you've got here. It's this bang, it's gone. There's no not building up. There's this sense of curiosity and bang, he's snatched away. That's it. That's what makes it feel in slashy territory. Mm. And as you say, I really hope it's different. But the fear is, and it's a valid concern, that this is how it's going to be like. If it isn't, and anyone in the production team who happens to be listening to this, you know, my hope is with you guys, this is different from how it looks here. But if this is ultimately how it will be, then I'm going to be a little bit disappointed because something like this with this kind of budget, these kind of people working in it, they could have dispatched a character in any way they could have fought up and they chose to have it a couple having sex in the shower. I think, you know, again, this goes back to the first Alien. There were um, whispers of a slasher movie in there and slasher movies have been done incredibly well. So I think having... Mm slight elements of that yeah you don't want to overdo it 
But having that done slightly and in the hard R rated exploitative way sometimes can work um, to the horror elements of the film, I think. Um, another concern some people have been saying were like, oh, well, why would this couple be doing this? You know, if they know there's an alien running around on the ship, they might not know that for one. But nah, even if they, they do, they might think, well, we're going to die. So we might as well have a moment together. You know, this is a, a ship full of couples, a colony ship, um, which um, was talked about in a recent interview with with IGN. And so they, you know, they could know that, you know, it's only a matter of time until the alien gets them. And so they could be having, you know, just a last moment together or something like that. I don't know what the context is, or they might be totally oblivious to the fact that an alien's on the ship. Uh, so we'll have to, to I, wait. I think that's, yeah, I think that's a wise bit. They just don't know. Yeah. But um, it, it's it's all going to be in the context. And this is why I said at the start, I'm on the fence, because the, this is one of those moments that I didn't cringe at, but I can, I can totally understand the validity of people who are complaining at this. I'm not going to join in with those people who say, bullshit, this film's going to be fucking awful. Because it's you can't tell that. This this scene looks really well done for what it is. It's just it's one of those things where you think they could have killed anyone. They chose to do it this way. For all I know, it'll snatch him away. She'll try and escape, and it'll come after her. And there'll be this inventive thing through this whole shower complex. It could be very Alien Three. I don't know, but this particular thing, I can I can appreciate. I can understand how people see this and they feel a bit worried. Mm. But again, yeah. we, we worry him without context. I think that's the real yeah, problem. Yeah, we it's... are. I, I'm, I'm hopeful it will be better. It's just I I think the trailer would have been better without it. Yeah, or at I least completely just agree. Just showing the tail. Completely um, agree. As as something that's meant to sell to people and get their make them want to see it, it's not wise to put in something which mm. infers certain things will be overly predictable mm. it was just another case of it bookends the trailer like I said with another yeah hey it's an alien it's blood it's guts everything yeah. you guys are and pissed this off is the about part where that. you see the, the film poster head as well mm -hmm. yeah kind of obscured behind the the entry yeah. like you know hanging <laughs> things of plastic yeah. but um with jazz hands against the glass <laughs> Yeah, we. Well, that's what it looks. It might not be a hand. It might be that it's got something on the end of its tail or something. I'm pretty sure that's the hand. It it reminds me a lot of Alien Isolation. You know yeah, how you see yeah. the fingers. It is very, like very, very lengthy. The the fingers there, very lengthy. Mm, it did look yeah. weird. But what about the general design? I mean, we've got this um, tail that's no longer bladed. It's barbed. It's gone back to Alien. What did you think, Omega? Yeah. Besides the fact that. You know, I burst at laughing at this scene because, you know, it seems <laughs> like Alien has turned into an alien knockoff. It's inseminoid. It's, uh, you know, scared mm. to death or something. But besides that, I really like the um, uh, glimpses we get of the of the alien creature. The, the tail looks like, you know, the original tail with his um, kind of backbone snake snake backbone kind of look at it no fin like the avp aliens and then if you freeze frame on you know the next shot which has you know the alien opening its mouth you see a couple of interesting things the first is that you know the dome seems to have some sort of you know implied translucency and then we also have the you know signature uh metallic teeth you know, those look like, you know, the original teeth. And then this 
huge fucking hands. And then, <laughs> yeah, it's huge. It's disproportionate. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's clearly in a hand because, you know, it's got the double fingers and it's pressing against the glass. It's either a hand or it's, it's some sort of mutant face hugger, but I think it's, mm. you know, a hand. And it's huge. I mean, god damn. It's just... <laughs> and, wow, it's a, it's a hugest alien hand I've ever seen. And yeah. I don't know if it, it, if it has something to do with the fact that maybe the head is, you know, a little, um, you know, a little further back. So it might be some sort of, you know, perspective trick yeah. or something. Mm, but, yeah. you know, it's still very thin. Sa- it's very thin. I like that. It's very, you know, they always had this, um, you know, kind of restraint of having to have people re- wearing gloves for the aliens' um, hands. And I'm happy that they actually, you know, explode, you know, on the fact that mm. they might give the alien more insectoid, more disproportionate kind of proportions with the, you know, digital technology. So I'm... I look forward to to how the alien looks like in this movie, and it's definitely the same model as you know the teaser poster, and it looks like you know the original alien's face, only that it's more you know the original. There was this thing about the original that you know it had this strong-looking you know head that kind of looked kind of feminine, you know, kind of woman-like, and this looks more like more. Squall Jared, you know, kind of masculine looking thing, like the isolation alien. So it's a nice, you know, iteration of the original formula, I think. So I cannot really wait to uh, see more of these, you know, new iteration of the alien. Well, what I'm wondering is it's been reported online that there are three iterations of the xenomorph in this Bullshit. movie. There, there is the... Bullshit. I'm just saying the rumor here. <laughs> don't don't, don't been... spread that crap. <laughs> it's been said that we have. Okay, cut this out, darkness. If if you don't want. No, to... no, you you leave you leave all this mocking of this um, spoiler and rumor in. Go but, on. Um, it's been said that you have the neomorphs, which are the little white ones. You have the poster alien, which is the one we're seeing right here. And then you, which the poster alien is, I guess, a bit more beastly. You know, it's still kind of a primitive alien, but it's very close to what we've seen before. And then before the movie ends, we'll be seeing the classic alien, you know, as as we know it. So that's what I'm wondering if this is going to be the the movie's yeah. main alien, or if it'll end on the mm. Giger alien. You know, the the first will movie. Will there be? Alien. Will this be the setup to? Uh, the more traditional design. You left out the ridiculous parts of that rumor. Well, I didn't <laughs> want to get too into it because you you didn't want mm. me to talk about it. Well, well, <laughs> it, well. it doesn't matter if you think it's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> well, the 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 rumor, has information. The, the rumor was that we had the neomorphs like we've like we've already said and seen. You had what they were calling we call them protomorphs, which Proto, were yeah. supposed to be like this beastly in between point, and then there was like. Uh, um, uh, they claimed a alien that burst out of one of the androids. <laughs> um, they sci-fi called it a Walter Morph. Apparently, it came out of my, one of Michael Fassbender's robots, and 
that oh, apparently I geek. hated that rumour. It is a hundred percent a load of bollocks. Um yeah. there there is no It sounds a lot a lot like, you know, Aliens Purge, which was this comic with this android woman yeah. that somehow had <laughs> alien DNA in her. Mm. Maybe someone read that. Mm. Um, well we saw in the recent Prometheus crossover comics too, the, the black goo infecting an android. Yeah, so. I, I I think it was probably inspired by Elden, yeah. That's a whole different kettle of fish though, because we still don't yeah, know what yeah, but you say that rumours those rumours are false though. Yeah, yeah. Um as as far as I understand it, there is the Neomorph, um, which is the white one, and then there's the poster alien. Now, whether that turns out to be another in between, I don't know. I mean obviously we've seen the eggs look different. Um mm. so whether that was intended to be an in between, I I don't know. But there is no third alien that bursts out of Walter. Um Well I hope not just because I mean, for those who are listening, I'm sure there's some people who are going to listen to this and they're going to go, oh, wow, cool, a robot alien. I've always had the problem, robot, you know, a machine does not have DNA. Even mm. if an alien could, <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying an alien couldn't, maybe that white fluid they have, maybe it could give it nutrition to grow, but it's not going to have DNA to base its template on. It might, come, assuming it could grow inside a machine, you know, it's, it's going to come out maybe like a pure strain of alien. It's not going to have anything to contaminate its mm, DNA because yeah. there's not going to be DNA there. It's not going to be. It's like you know trying to impregnate your car. You're not going to have a calf car alien. It's just going to be. It'll be whatever it is, but it won't be. A car does not have DNA, so a robot's not going to have DNA. So. Well, I mean, they are very advanced, very human-like robots. It could be... A, yeah, but they don't have DNA. Well, technology could just be that advanced, that it's a synthetic <laughs> yeah, DNA. You know, we've, we've they mapped... wouldn't do it through DNA, would it? they just design them that way in the factory. They wouldn't have robots doing it the, the inefficient human method of having sex and months later right. they have a baby no, it is it is be... ridiculous don't get me wrong yeah but, but... A, a, a synthetic thing is not going to have dna but we still but... could see a third traditional alien maybe not yes. from that it but... might be through a different method yeah yeah you know having you know two kinds of aliens in the same movie um you know going back to the echoes of alien tree i think one of the drafts of alien tree had you know the original alien and then Another kind of alien, you know, and they clash at some points. I think that was And then Tawis. the original aliens. What? I think that was David Tower's script. Um, if I remember rightly, they ended up having like um, loads of experiments on various aliens, and you got yeah. you got this one that was kind of like Spates's um, proto alien in in his was, script. Was that Very... was that the one with the piece of art, a uh, concept art with a sheep with a face? No, on no, that that was Ward's. <laughs> That's that's never been explained. It was. I'm pretty sure that was in one of the scripts. (laughs) I'm sure that was in one of the scripts. It was like her having a nightmare or something. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like, what? what? You just look at it and you go, what the? It was ridiculous. Yeah. So, so glad none of that was. for, For those who are listening and have not seen it, I'm not being figurative. It is literally a sheep with a face on its ass. It, that is it. <laughs> There's no other way to describe it. And so, going back to that, I was wondering, maybe maybe there's going to be some sort of, you know, Jurassic World kind of, you know, final <laughs> fight between the new, new Morph aliens and then oh, the original aliens. 
kind of you know showing up <laughs> at the end and then kicking his ass and say, Please no. Let's not do that. Now I don't look forward to that, but you know it might be a possibility or something. Tell you what is nice about that though is it's something I've always wanted is to see different types of alien. You know, in in, yeah. in the film together. I mean, I'd, whether we Out see of different hosts. Yeah, whether we see them on, in yeah. the same frame together, I don't know. But that's that's something that I, I do quite like. I just hope it doesn't go the way of Spates's Spates's um, you know scripts because they we, kill one yeah. another off. Yeah, I don't think they kill one that another is, off. It's just the traditionals get killed really easily. Yeah. And it's like throwaway. But the problem, if anyone wants a preview of the shitstorm which could happen like that, go back and look at the early, about 2010, I think it happened, with Doctor Who. And they brought in a new design of Dalek, and they literally had it destroy the other one. The, the new, the old original, you know, classic Dalek was like, yes, destroy me, and all that. <laughs> and the fans went fucking apeshit, because the design was relatively poor but it was just the way they did it mm. it was like in your face these are the new Daleks you will fucking accept them whether you like them or not and it got so bad that in the end they just can't like quietly sweat that design under the carpet and they brought back the old Dalek with no explanation whatsoever even though it, they were hailed as this new vastly more improved design and they just said okay the fans hate this Let, let's just never mention it again so that could I, I could easily see if they because the Alien is another one of these classic designs. There's nothing wrong with modifying it a little bit, so long as those modifications are clearly give it some kind of enhancement, can let it do new kind of things, maybe. But just to give it, you know, a, a different splash of colour or make it look more goofy, which is the real danger when you're redesigning a classic, that is going to lead to such a backlash. And that, that's why when people do bring up this thing about, oh, wouldn't it be cool to see the, that, that, that beluga alien beat up a normal xenomorph? And I think, no, it's just... Who has ever said everyone. that? But the, you'd see it every so often. It, this surfaces from the, the, you know, the new little enthusiastic fans. And I can see their viewpoint, because I used to be about that one time. But these days, I know uh, if I saw that, people would just backlash like nothing so I, I really hope they don't do that kind of here's a new alien here's the old one let's let's have them I'd, I'd rather see them well, and it's just what, gonna what rather... I'm thinking it, it could be is like Terminator Salvation you know you had the mm. T-800 show up at the end for a climactic scene and that was it it was like what yeah, I, I actually liked that part about Salvation. I didn't like Salvation, but I liked how that was handled, yeah. You were just thinking it's going to be a throwaway. Is that what you were getting at, Richard? Well, not not a throwaway, but it's, you know, we won't see it for the main portion mm. of the movie. It'll just come up in the end for, for the final, you know, climactic scene. It'll be the, the alien we know, you know. That's it's just a thought, you know. This yeah. could be the main alien of the movie. Yeah, that but... that's if they do it, that's the way to do it. But don't have them turn up and then wrestle one another. No, like God no. Yeah, because it's just because yeah. at that point it's going to be that from like Doctor Who had with the Daleks, and everybody is just going to say, "No, I don't want to see them fighting each other. I want you know if yeah. they're both aliens, they're both going to see humans as prey." That that's how it's going to be, because otherwise there's that hint of oh maybe we can control them. I mean it was bad enough when you saw in Alien Resurrection 
them doing it. And it looked, it didn't look how you'd imagine it doing. You just saw these close ups of them biting this other one. And I, all I could think of at that point was, you know, why don't they just, you know, Spit. hurt their own arms and put their own acid? Otherwise, they're just killing yeah. one of their own to do it. It just, it just looks stupid when they did it. I can't say I'd, I'd I'd want to see them together fighting together. I think more than anything, rather than against each other. If it did that, if, if it did happen. I mean, it might be cool. You know, you might see David, and he's got that creation, that creation, and he's expecting to um, to fight each other. And he's got this weird demented view of survival of the fittest. But maybe they he puts them in a tank to fight, and then they don't fight. They join up, and then they unleash on David or something like that. Might be interesting. But just seeing aliens fight aliens, that's too... Uh, I don't want to see that. No, buddy, I agree. And then we have the trailer end on the logo. And it fades in again. To the original typeset as well. Yeah, it's... I mean, just seeing the logo against the space backdrop with the little green nebula, you know, faded back that's there. Nice. That's the most exciting thing for me. It's like, okay, we're getting the Alien prequel this time. You know, Ridley's making the Alien prequel this time. So just the thought of that, it's both extremely exciting and very concerning. And the concerns mainly come, <laughs> come from Prometheus. Uh, um, yes. But I mean, what, what do you all think? After having seen the trailer, are you more excited or more worried? I, I think I'm more excited, but not for any sort of, it's not not the feel of the trailer, I guess. It's just actually seeing, you know, more images, seeing moving images, um, seeing a, a teeny weeny bit of context. You know, I get to see um, McBride looking serious. Um, I get to see a bit of what I assume is, you know, camaraderie between the characters. You know, I get to see an alien face um, over in action. I get to hear that, you know, classic sound. And yes, I think it. I think this is just Prometheus 2.0, but I don't. I don't think I really care, because if it nails it, there's, there's stuff in Prometheus I like. You know, I'm not going to lie, while I find the, the entire film a frustrating experience, there's stuff in it I like, and if these guys want to have a rego at it, and do it more in line with, with Alien, and actually nail it, then fucking ace. I'm happy with that. Um, I don't think it was the best trailer in the world, but I don't care, because I've seen some footage, and yes, I'm, I can't lie, I am feeling more excited for it. Um, I'm always going to be a bit you know, a bit hesitant about these new films. I think after being burned, you know, the last eight years in a... No, it's longer than that now, isn't it? When was AVP at? 2004. Last 12... Being burnt, you know, <laughs> for about 12 years. We're always going to be a bit hesitant, aren't we? We can't help it. Um, and I I try and remain cautiously optimistic. And this trailer... I'm still there. I'm still cautiously optimistic, even with the trailer. I'm, I'm neither more excited, I'm neither bummed out or anything. Like I said at the start, it was an okay trailer. I'm kind of indifferent to it, and that's, that's where I remain. And what do you think, Omega Morph? Mm, the trailer did nothing for me, actually. As I said, it just didn't really impress me. Um, but, you know, I have to say, of all things, you know, regardless of how this movie, you know, comes out or ends up looking, um, I really look forward to, you know, how they're going to bring the new iterations of the creature to life. And what we have seen so far, FX-wise, you know, in this age of unfinished uh, trailer CGI, it looks really refreshing. So 
I'm really looking forward to, you know, the creature effects and, you know, the new creature designs and the new uh, homage to the original Alien. But otherwise, I'm not really, you know, intrigued. It's, I don't know, there was this uh, kind of feeling that they're going to make some sort of, you know, overblown, um, you know, super serious thing about the android, you know, a David. And, you know, just kind of turning away from what Alien was about. I might, uh, you know, sound a bit purist or something, but it just rubs me the wrong way. And how about you, Xenomorphin? Well, the actual, my feeling on Covenant, and this hasn't done anything to dissuade me that my feeling on it is misplaced, is that back when we heard Cameron and Scott were getting together to do Alien 5, everybody loved it because the sense was Alien and Aliens, if you combine the best of both, they would reinforce their strengths. Here, it's it honestly feels like Prometheus uh, combined with Alien. And the danger there is that Prometheus won't enhance the strengths of what made Alien classic it will dilute it. That's my worry. I'm not saying that's what's definitely going to happen. It's just that's my feeling from it. This trailer, it, the, the, the point of a trailer is to make you want to see it. This did not make me want to see it. It felt beautifully shot, but the problem was there was nothing in there that hinted it would be inventive. It felt, unfortunately, like a retread. However... As I said before, that the one I saw earlier today, which was a fan-made recut of this with the Prometheus trailing music, which incidentally actually removed this shower scene, I, I think, that made me want to see this. So if they'd have done something more in line with the, the tone of that one, and that was a fan-made production, I would have gone, wow, I am hyped to see this film. This trailer did not hype me to see this film. I'm interested to see it as an Alien fan, but the, if this trailer's job was to make me, you know, buy a ticket, which I'll do anyway, just to see how it's like, I I didn't go, I need to see this. I just felt, oh, there are some interesting emulations of what's come before. Okay. But it felt, I don't want to say generic, but it, I'm, like things like the shower scene made me worry it'll be a little predictable and I don't want it to be predictable. Yeah. But it, it actually, it didn't raise my expectations. It didn't lower them. I'm at, I'm pretty much still where I am before it. Yeah, that's great. Equal value. Personally, I'd say I'm equal parts excited and concerned. Um, the trailer was intriguing. I love the look of the film. I love the fact that it's more of a horror film and it'll be darker. Um, but there's just so much of Prometheus present there. And, and that was the thing with Prometheus. I've grown to appreciate it more in recent years, but um, it was still a, bit, a big disappointment. And, and part of what helped me appreciate it was I could contain it to its premise, which is, as Lindelof explained, this is the alien universe, but this is going off and doing its own thing. So I could kind of compartmentalize it as that, you know, this is its own mm. thing. If I have problems with it, you know, I can just keep it as, as Prometheus, you know. Yeah. But now, those elements are being injected directly into the Alien franchise. And we'll have to see if it, if it fits. You know, we've seen it in the comics recently with the Prometheus crossover comics to, to very mixed receptions. Um, so, so really, 
I'm really liking what I'm seeing, but I'm concerned as to what the ramifications for the franchise are going to be with what we find out in this movie. How much of Prometheus um, is, is going to be in this, and, and what is that going to mean for the alien we know? I've made this known before that I think the aliens should be an ancient species, you know, that we shouldn't see the ship crash on LV-426 in the next prequel because that should have been there forever ago, you know? Um, And I'm the only one who cares about the continuity of the AVP movies, I know, but (laughs) they are still part of the franchise. They have not been denounced as non-canon. I know some people say, well, AVP is its own canon, whatever. But it all kind of worked together before. Yeah, you had little discrepancies mm. between, you know, Charles Bishop Whelan, Bishop Two, you know, whatever. Same thing with Peter Whelan. Okay, maybe, you know, maybe they were related, whatever. But if you have something like David created the alien, the alien was created right before Alien. Yeah. That's going to, like, Prometheus already negated so much of the expanded universe. And this movie would do that multiplied if it did something like that. AVP no longer makes sense, the movies. A lot of the expanded universe no longer makes sense. And, you know, I don't mean to criticize Ridley Scott. I mean, he's he's the master. He's an artist. I super respect him. He's made some of the, the best movies I've ever seen. But I saw a recent interview with him with a Hollywood reporter where he was just like, oh, AVP is just nonsense, silly. You, you can't do that. But it's still part of this franchise. It's still part of this overarching franchise. And yeah, you can do it. You can make it better than it than it was done before. And you don't want to step on the toes of other elements of of the franchise. I think Ridley did this because he made this movie because he didn't want Prometheus to be his last mark on the Alien franchise when they were going to go ahead with um, Bloomkamp's film. You know, Fox was gearing up to do that. Everyone on the internet was hyped up for that movie. Mm. But I think Ridley came in and said, no, I'm... I'm going to do this, you know, right now. So we'll see if, if this is a movie that's going to make Prometheus a better movie. That would be the ideal scenario, right? Yeah. This movie explains the things in Prometheus in a way that makes Prometheus a better movie. That makes more sense. And it doesn't, um, you know, it doesn't create conflicts in, in the, the franchise, the, the overall expanded universe franchise. I know that's not canon, but it's still part of the franchise. And you don't want to just make the expanded universe not make sense, big portions of it. So that's what I'm worried about. You know, if, if they're going to make it like worst case scenario, you know, we have Ripley's mother, we have the <laughs> alien is half Android and the aliens are created right before um, alien, you know, that would suck. So that's what I'm worried about is just how things are going to be explained and how things are going to handled. And will those explanations conflict things that people like yeah most people shit on avp they weren't the best movies but avp is still part of the franchise and you don't want to negate that even if alien is obviously going to be more sophisticated and refined and artsy whatever you still don't want to negate a a franchise that that a lot of people care about you know so that a bit of a bit of a rant there but that's that's what i'm concerned about (laughs) mainly for the film you know, uh, following on what you just said about the, the aliens just being created, you know, by David, that not only would negate the alien, the alien versus Predator movies, but would negate the title itself. They wouldn't be yes. aliens anymore. And, yeah. You know, it kind of make us, makes me laugh because 
Uh, It'd be a construct, a creation, not an alien. Yeah, it it would echo the, you know, Giller Hill drafts where the alien was some sort of experiment on on a human, um, on a human, you know, research lab in space. But, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. It's not an alien anymore. It's just, you know, Mm. what little mysticism, you know, mystery, you having the alien just rob it out of it. And, you know, it would be really be the one, you know, killing move, the fatality you can <laughs> you can send to the franchise. You know, it will be really the coffin move. Yeah, I agree. Well, t- touching on something else Rich Top mentioned there, um, there, you know, there are two scenarios for this. Either this is a good film in which you know it'll prove worries wrong it all it'll at least leave us more entertained with prometheus in which case the obvious next step is you know they'll make another sequel it'll go on we, we know what will happen if it's a good movie if i want to ask all three of you guys if this is actually we get the same repeat pattern as what happened with prometheus even those who are, who really love this trailer, we go in and what we actually get are some, you know, it's nicely shot, but it's all pretty much cookie cutter. There are gory deaths, but they're done in a very predictable way. Maybe there aren't as many plot holes, but, you know, it will leave people disappointed. It's not what they wanted. And they'll go, yeah, we wanted to see deaths, but it's it feels too predictable. If it's like that, do you, how much do you think the fandom will then be calling we want Blumkamp's project. We don't want another prequel. Do you think that that will be a real push for that to happen on, I, on, yeah. from the fandom or what? I think it'll be a chorus. I mean, if this movie is is as divisive as Prometheus yeah. was, then yeah, I think people will be pushing for that. And it'll be interesting to see if they will do that first between uh, before you know the completion of the prequel trilogy or however many prequels Ridley was saying they're going to make. But... I, think, I, I definitely think this needs to be more universally loved by fans than than Prometheus if it's to succeed. I think regardless, people are going to want Blumkamp's film. I mean, that in itself is quite divisive. You know, the, the retcon angles splitting, you know, a, a lot of the fandom anyway. But I think that, that mm. those people that want that film are going to push for that regardless of whether Prometheus 2, Alien Common, whatever, is, is, is good. Um, to be honest, I see. I kind of want it, but I kind of don't because I hate the retcon angle. But I want to see. <laughs> I I, I want to see a new Alien film that's more in line with with Aliens. You know, I I do want to see a new Alien film with the cloning wounds back in. That's not a prequel. You know, that's not fucking about with the backstory of the aliens. Yeah. Um. You want it to. You want it to move forward. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like. I'd like. I'd like to go forward and then. I, I'm pretty convinced that Blumkamp's going to make a good-looking film as well. Um, but, you know, with, with both of the films, with either of the films, as long as it's good, I, I don't care. I don't care. As long as it's actually a good film all over, I'm happy. But, I mean, are, aren't you worried about what it, what it could mean for the franchise if it changes the origins of the alien just like it did with the space jockeys? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was watching um, uh, some old videos with Jeremy Johns reacting to um, the Prometheus trailer. And he was like, oh, you know, it's all going to come full circle and we'll be the ones who created the alien. 
and <laughs> it is. I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> don't do that. It is one of the two things I do not want to see happen in any of the prequel films. And the other one is I don't want it to become fucking Ripley's family legacy. I do not want any Ripley involved in any of the prequels. And I don't want it to end up being that the alien has been a recent creation. I mean, I don't give it, I'm not gonna lie, I don't give a shit about the AVPs. I don't care how it interferes with them because as far as I'm concerned, um, Peter Whalen negates that. The EU. Yeah, but it doesn't blatantly negate it. Because again, you can you can do some stupid explanation like, oh, it's his nephew who wrestled control of the company or something. Like yeah. something like that. You put that in your mind, it makes the canon work. You it, know? It's fun. But though. I mean, AVP is still I mean, it was just in the Prometheus comics. It was just in a novel. All this stuff Fox has signed off on, you know, the two big overarching comic series now where AVP is part of the Prometheus narrative, where it's in the novelization in the one that just came out, the the Rage War. So that's still part of the franchise. And yeah, you can have it negate the movies. That's fine. I, I mean the movies. But... I don't mean the concept. Is what I mean. Oh, okay. Um, I I love AVP. Don't ever forget that. That is the only crossover that I actually believe in. No, I, um, that's not what I mean. I mean the movies. I don't care if it negates as, the movies. As envisaged by Anderson. And yeah, and, and thing. Um, I don't care about that. I do. I do care if it removes the mysticism of the aliens. I do care if it takes away from that sort of ancient horror, that you know, everlasting yes. sort of angels of death thing, because. One of the things, Absolutely. one of the things that really drew me into the series, really drew me into the expanded universe, and drew me into the fandom, was destroying angels. That comic, that specific comic, because I spent so long hunting that down as a kid trying to find it, and that is essentially that that is Prometheus. That is mm. Prometheus before Prometheus came and fucked everything up, um, <laughs> and you know they, they go. There is this crew that goes and hunts down an engineer, um, an engineer facility to find out that the aliens are like this force that sweeps through the galaxy every now and again and just obliterates life, stuff like that. We really need. It was to... an interesting comic. We yeah. really need to do an episode on that comic actually at some point. Um, he had some beautiful artwork. Oh, it was one of, the, one of the best drawn ones of the lot, I think. Easily in my like top top five. Um, so yeah, I, I will fucking hate it if it ends up with David makes the aliens like two years before Alien starts. I'm gonna hate it if it ends up being Shaw or David or Daniels or some other new bollocks character inside the derelict <laughs> pilot's chamber. I mean, don't get. I, I'm probably a heathen in the fact that I don't mind them exploring the origins of the alien. I don't mind them being a construct if they're an ancient construct that true space jockeys made millennia ago and mm. they since lying around and yes it is the engineers that end up discovering it and fucking things off and blah 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 but as long as there's some sort of ancient force that's been around forever I'm cool well, with that's that. the thing that's yeah that's what you get I always come back to Dano but it's not Ridley Scott's invention as even Fox is advertising this now he wasn't the sole guy. He was the director of the film. There were many people involved in the original Alien, from you know the stuntmen onwards. H.R. Giger, Dan O'Bannon. He, you know, he's the writer of it. Gil, Hiller, they, they or Hill and Giller, sorry. Ron um, Shusett, don't forget. They, 
Yeah, yeah, a lot of people, but the reason it worked so well was it was a team effort. You know, mm-hmm. Ron Cobb was, and you go back to Dan O'Bannon, his, his original script, yeah, it definitely did change in parts of it are comical, especially some of the character names, but you go back to his original idea for it, which was the, the alien needed to, in his mind, it was literal, but the alien needs to come across with the sense that it could potentially be a blood relative of H.P. Lovecraft's cosmic gods, something of that magnitude. And it's so nightmarish and so horrific. And when you're thinking in terms of, you know, David made it in a Petri dish, and that, it, it takes it away from, from this uh, magnificent obscenity. And there's no other way to describe that. That is what the alien is at its core, a magnificent obscenity of, you know, cosmic magnitude. And if you take it down to David's made it, it, it goes back to this word. It dilutes what makes this so such a such a compelling um, concept. And it, what, it dilutes what makes you want to create a fan film. It, crea- it dilutes what, what would inspire you to write a story or art because it just feels so much more smaller than it otherwise mm. is. Yeah, that's um, great. I think, I think what, what would work and what I'm hoping, because all the rumours I've heard about this wouldn't negate this, is that David... He's in pursuit of recreating something he's learned that the engineers encountered or were pursuing, pursuing. He's trying to recreate something that I've got no problem with because it's mm. it's the equivalent of finding, a you know, an old floppy disk and going, oh, wow, you created Ebola, you know, and you're creating your own version of it. That's that fine. One. But, no. you know, having it but you've still got the potential for something far more greater, far greater than the sum of its parts we've seen so far. That is fine. But if it's just David ain't making it, I'm just going to fuck you. <laughs> I'm not going to kick off, but I'm just going to go, this that, that would, be, would feel dead to me. That would be better. And, and yeah. yeah, I'm just as worried about that. But I... I'm also worried about the whole black goo being like the primordial soup for the xenomorphs. It's not a great origin for them. No. And, and you know, that's, that's the problem too, is Prometheus didn't explain enough. It was too mysterious, but you don't want to explain it all the way either. You can't have no mystery. You can't have like, here's exactly how the, the xenomorphs were created and it's ridiculous. And here's why. And it's ridiculous. Like that would, that would ruin alien it really would i think so mm. you've got to be smart about it mm. you've got to be interested about it mm. omega what were your thoughts do you think if this has the same as rich top said a, a divisive effect on the fandom do you think there'll be a far greater push from the fandom to go with um Blumkamp's project or not I actually don't know about that i mm, i think that you know depending on uh, the success of this one, we're going to get Blancamp's one or not. If this doesn't do well, I think that, you know, Fox might do a kind of last stand with Blancamp's movie. And then if Blancamp's movie, you know, gets the axe like this one, they might, you know, go the reboot route. And I kind of don't want that. 
I don't know about you know the fandom kind of pushing on it. Maybe you know just on a worst case scenario where this just gets things so fucked up that you know <laughs> that they just oh, go, let's yeah. go back to this. Not even Prometheus had that effect on the you know on the fandom. You know. Uh, many people were very, you know, accepting on the new ideas and concepts and capsizing of the original ideas that Prometheus offered. So they would really have to fuck this this thing up really harshly to, you know, <laughs> have fans just pray for Blomkamp's movie. So mm. I don't think it's going to be, you know, this radical. Yeah. I think that that is basically my feelings on this entire project. I'm I'm preparing for the worst, but you know, honestly, hand on heart, I'm I'm hoping for the best. Hmm. I really do hope that this will go. It's that awful phrase now because the Strauss brothers use it, but go back to the roots of what not only what made Alien the classic was, but why, how it made the classic. If if we get that. And it's not just, you know, retread all the way. I I love it. I'll, you know, it won't necessarily be my favourite of the thing, but I'll go, oh, well, this is what Prometheus should have been. As long as I get that, I'll I'll be happy. But um, this trailer didn't alter my feelings, so I'm still preparing just in case it's, it makes me, it gives me the same feeling as Prometheus, which, you know, I didn't hate, but it wasn't nearly what it should have been. Yeah, ideally... Um, this movie, the majority of fans can get behind, and then we have The Predator in next March, right? It's March or is it <laughs> summer? Uh, and if those two movies yeah. are loved, man, then AVP three is coming. I, I it mean, might be. It's it's interesting because they've re like all of the social media channels are active, like the official ones. Yes, like Predator, yeah, and yeah. Alien, and AVP. They're all posting new things. Yeah, so. And I'm very glad about that. The pictures that they posting are just amazing. Apart from the Predator page, the fact just keep posting shitty memes. <laughs> oh come on, they're they're fun. Oh, I hate them. <laughs> absolutely hate them. Well, they, this is this is generally interesting that we are you know nothing's really here, but they but they want to make the upcoming Predator movie a tentpole movie. I'm still very curious how they're going to do that with the concept of the Predator. But if they can do that, as you said, I'm, I don't know if they're planning for an AVP movie, but um, I would say the chances of it would certainly be better. But it's a big gamble because these are... This is semi-split up now between the Alien prequels and potential sequels plus the Predator film being good. So it's, um, I, really... I don't know. Alien, Alien Isolation certainly showed you it's it's got legs if you do it right. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that that could propel some more, not to say crossovers, but you get the, the, the fan base energized like it used to be. Mm. One, thing, one thing that's clear though, is that a lot of the future of this franchise is going to be hinged upon how this movie does. Yeah, no doubt about yeah. that. I think I think it's testing a lot of goodwill, and I think like isol yes. isolation had a uphill battle to fight against against Clone yeah. Marines, and I think yeah. this is going to have an uphill battle to fight against Prometheus and yeah. the AVPs 
and Resurrection, it's, it's got a lot resting on it, and I do completely agree with you. I think this is going to be, this is going to decide a lot. It's going to decide if we get Alien 3.2. It's going to decide if we get Prometheus 3 slash Alien Covenant 2 slash Alien <laughs> whatever they call it. The uh, next Ridley Scott project. Mm, so this, with a guy in a suit in it. <sighs> there's a lot resting on this, I think. I, I genuinely think yeah. this is. I think what you just said there, it's it's wise to keep in mind a lot. Of, I I wasn't among it, but a lot of the fandom was saying, no fuck AVP, no fuck Alien Isolation. We want Colonial Marines, and Colonial Marines came along, then Alien Isolation came along, and fandoms completely did you know a 180 on which of those franchises they thought. Everyone was hyped for Colonial Marines to be the game they wanted, and it yeah. completely switched it around expectations got turned on their head and nobody was expecting that not to the degree the degree that it it came to be so once you once you've seen the trailer whether you love it whether you hate it um as i said different editing could put a whole new spin on it keep in mind what happened there i think your your expectations could be completely confounded yeah and it was the same with avp 2010 as well when that came out people were pretty mixed about it and they're like aliens colonial marines is going to be the yeah. one yeah yeah so. <laughs> everybody was like no i'm going to do my pre-order for the next one they go oh actually that was actually quite a good it wasn't maybe like not what i was hoping but in retrospect i should have been saying yeah this is the one i i like the most well i think we've pretty thoroughly <laughs> yeah. covered all that we're all hoping for the best for this one and mm. uh i expect more we'll probably get another trailer in uh, april or march around mm. alien day or gearing up to it or, or something around there i would say um we might get some more releases like um promotional shots and stuff like that yeah. but i don't expect us to see a theatrical trailer until april probably i also expect that towards the end of um, well, towards the middle of maybe even this accelerated release, in January, February time, we'll start to see the viral campaign for Alien. Um, we've mm. maybe sort of already got it in started with the Alien Universe yeah. website. Yeah, I think I think we're going to start to see more serious uh, promotion for the film. The embargo on the set visits should be up soonish, I guess, within the next couple of months. Um, that took place yonks ago. You know, we've obviously started seeing some of the uh, more detailed impressions of the showcase 2017 footage so it's, it's going to start moving it's going to that roller coaster is going to start climbing now if you haven't when are we likely to see the models and action figures get starting to be seen i honestly think fox is going to try really hard to keep that stuff under mm. wraps i would I, say with licensing agreements and stuff i think so too i mean the the, the book the, the novelizations, the art of stuff, that's all coming out after the film. Um, that's like ah, it. that's interesting. I think that's coming out uh, the week after the film, I think, is the current release now. Um, I'm, I'm with Ridge Shop. I think they're going to try and hide the figures. I really do. But I think they're going to try and keep the surprise. I, I think, and I hope, mm. they're going to keep the Neomorphs hidden. I really do. I don't mind them pushing the alien on us. Because um, we know what the alien looks like. So that's no issue to me. I do hope they keep the Neomorphs hidden. And I do hope the viral campaign's interesting because that, you know, that was one of the, the fun parts of Prometheus. You know, was the whole lead up to the release as, as well as I say, I say as well as seeing the film. But you know, as fun as that was, you know, the the promotion for Prometheus was fun. It was really good. 
Do you and remember there's... if Prometheus had a mobile game released for it? I no, don't remember no. Prometheus like had nothing released. Mm. No. They did have that extensive Wayland Industries website, which mm. has gotten a hint oh, yes. of an update for Covenant. But there was there was a lot of things you could do on that site. They had like a Wayland recruitment program and everything like that. It was pretty extensive. So there, I have I did email um, Angry Mob on a hunch just. They were the guys that worked on the Predator tie-in oh, right. and worked on the Alien vs. Predator Evolution. They aren't working on anything at the minute, unfortunately. Anything for the Predator film as, as well? Or no, they said they, they said they weren't working on anything at the minute. Nothing, okay. To do with AV, Alien or Predator. Um, it's a bit unfortunate. I, I actually quite enjoyed their mobile games. Um, yeah, both are really good. Mm. And there doesn't seem to be, at least not public knowledge, there doesn't seem to be any movement on, on any... Any new uh, console or PC games, which is a shame because as awesome as Isolation was, it's not exactly the kind of uh, lasting multiplayer-ish game that you need nowadays. Well, I'm wondering if the the upcoming Predator film would be more because that's if you're a games company, that's more the traditionally action-based franchise. So I would, I can't remember the last time we got a it was Concrete Jungle the last time we got a standalone Predator, well, largely standalone. Mm, and so AVP it's... 2010 came out the same year as Predators as well. So mm, we do we yeah. do so a new AVP I mean, game. The... I'd love that. Mm. They did a new one, a proper one. But... Yeah, with modding support, <laughs> please modding support. Yeah, okay. But uh, lots lots to look forward to next year, and not only um, Covenant, but we'll have the completion of the Life and Death story arc that's and Dark Art, Dark Force is currently doing right now. Um, Alan Dean Foster's novelization for Covenant, as well as The Art of Covenant, which should be just as juicy as The Art of Prometheus book. Alan Dean um, Foster's doing a sequel novel as well. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. That'll be, that'll be interesting. Mm. But, um, yeah. Well, happy, happy upcoming New Year, everybody. And did anybody else have anything to add on Covenant? Or um, You know, we've talked about a few bits and bobs. That you might not have heard, you know, the, about the Neomorph, about um, James Franco being in the film, about Guy Pearce being in the film. You know, so just, if you don't remember that or you haven't heard about that before, you can just pop on the website, um, avpgalaxy.net, and head to the Alien Covenant um, tab on the news page, on the front page. You can just cycle back through all the news, check out those exclusives. And as usual, you know, just favourite the website, you know, head on over to the Facebook uh, link, head on over to the Twitter link, give them a follow, give them a like, get your AV, uh, get your alien and your predator news yeah, from the best place. Well, I think this has been a, a good conversation, and uh, I hope the movie's good. And uh, from all of us here, this is Rich Top, Corporal Hicks, Xenomorphin, Omega Morph, signing off. There was a boy, a very strange enchantment. They said he wandered very
is to love